rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy drip. We had a very dare. Let's go ahead, Terrace Chase, and let's go to the heavy pet. Hello. Do you have a little setup going now in your room? This is Dan's room. Shut up. Where's yeah, that's Dan? my painting of a baseball. God, he's so straight. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, he's do you want to start? He's in Eugene. He's been in Eugene for like a month. And he hasn't reached out? <laughs> All right. I'm like, Dan, you need to go check on <laughs> She had a rough day today. If he's Dan like, came to my house, that. I would slam the door in his face. <laughs> like, I don't talk to strangers. <laughs> You're like, sorry. <laughs> You're like, I'm not doing autographs today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh um, dear God. Okay. What well, do you want to start? Yeah, you want to start. I. Uh, All right. <laughs> How's it going then? What if we did the whole episode just fluctuating between an Australian and a British accent? I don't <laughs> think that's fuck? a good idea, love. I just sound like a vague colonizer. You really do a vague <laughs> colonizer. <laughs> I wish I Vaguely. had an Australian accent. Yeah, but then you'd be like a walking. Never mind. I don't want to alienate our Australian listeners, even though we don't have any yet. Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't want to limit our possibilities, Nick. I want I don't to get play. Canceled. I want to have a live show at the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> Let's can set our ima- goals. Can you imagine no. you and me walking to the Sydney Opera House? Like, hey, <laughs> Nick. You know what they say: shoot for the stars. Even if you miss, you'll land somewhere. Um, (laughs) You'll land in the Sydney Opera Opera House. House. (laughs) You'll land in Sydney. Wait, I had an idea. What? Every live show, this you know how Karen and Georgia are just like, what's up, St. Louis? (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, It's like no one's that excited for St. Louis, guys. (laughs) like what's up Tallahassee I'm like no one cares (laughs) what's up Tampa (laughs) um sorry if you're from those places I can't talk any shit I live in Eugene Oregon I love Eugene I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like I love Eugene like it has faults but like I love it (laughs) she's flawed but we love her she's flawed and that's what makes her (laughs) yeah she's flawed in the sense that the students of the University of Oregon are the entire they keep the economy alive and yeah. when they're not here because of a global pandemic everything is suddenly insanely slow and then businesses shut yeah. down but that's neither here nor there what I'm were you so saying sad. I'm so sad turtles shut down I don't really want to think about that just quite yet I understand <laughs> I was like devastated though I that was that's, that was like one of my favorite restaurants in the world. That was like top three, one of my favorite restaurants. Damn. Yeah. There is a couple restaurants that like haven't quite shut down, but I'm really stressed out or going to. And mm-hmm. like when Wait, like and if they do, I don't want it on the episode. I'll, I'll cut it. I'm scared it's going to close. But and it, like literally if they do, I'm going to need to take like grievance time off of work. I'm going to like need to request grievance pay and like <laughs> mourn the loss in the privacy of my own home. I'd be like sadder oh. if they closed than if my dog died. What? I have a Chili's update. <gasps> <laughs> Let's hear it. What the people want. Throwback. I like how a lot of this, I feel like a lot of this podcast identity is rooted in like 
Chili's and The Vow because both lasted maybe four episodes in total. And that's what makes us special is that I feel like, short I feel and like quick and to the point. In a hundred episodes, people are going to say, I just miss, I don't know, I just miss, I miss, <laughs> I wish slash miss. They're going to be like, I miss like the old Sis. days. I miss the Chili's era. <laughs> Episode you know when people say like, I miss yes. the fame era of Lady Gaga. I'm like, the album's still there. Like, guys, the Chili's episodes are there. They're immortalized. Um, Chili's Just update. as you, our Patreons are. Yes, sorry, I carry on. got an email uh-huh. from Human Resources at Chili's. And they call themselves People Services and not Human okay. Resources. And I'm like, shut the What, up. to just like be more relatable and feel more down to earth? I guess, but it's like, okay, it's even more like sinister than human resources almost. Um, People services. I also smelled the, how do you say it? The diptyque? Diptyque? <laughs> I smell the candles for you. Don't Is worry. there anyone that I want? Wait, there are tons. Um, I know what I'm going to get you though. So don't <gasps> worry. You're getting me something? Yeah. Oh, it's fuck not, it's not me. like a, no, 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 no. It's like not a big thing. Like, oh, fuck me. You're, no, 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 I cannot get you something if you don't. <laughs> no, I want things. Are you kidding okay. me? I want gifts. I love gifts. Fuck it's that. like something you'll, it's, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's something you'll like. It's something you'll like use and enjoy. And it's something that will also make you laugh. So it's like really. That a sounds like the ideal gift. And it's, and it's under $30. So like. So it's not the horse sweater. <laughs> You didn't buy me the three hundred fucking no, no. dollar horse sweatshirt. There, there are two left of that horse sweatshirt. Nick, we fucking need them. I know Patreon. <laughs> Wait, I'm not. I'm. I, I want one. No, I want it so bad. And I'm like, it's not going to come back. Like they're not. What sizes is it? Again. What sizes do you have? They're both extra large. Oh, I can't do that. I'm. Skinny. You could do that with like leggings or something. <laughs> you could wear it as. You could literally wear it as a shirt dress. And then for me, it's like really tight and like a crop top. It's the same size. <laughs> We have this beautiful sweater at the Goodwill bins currently that mm-hmm. I feel like it, okay, it's literally fucking massive. It would be like a dress on you, but I want, like, I wish. Yeah, it's a men's sweater. It's oh, a Pendleton okay. sweater and it's fucking beautiful. Ooh. It's just like. Wait, how much is it? Like 30 bucks. It's huge. It's a double XL and it is like. Double like XL is my jam. I've watched men try it on who are larger than you and we're like, this thing is so fucking big. It's huge. But I like I want to get it for someone in my life and I'm just Larger than me? <laughs> Doubt it. Um my Bernie shirt's extra large. And honestly, after enough time of washing it and drying it and just abusing it, it's kinda down to a it's kinda down to a large. After washing it and drying it and wearing it for four months straight. <laughs> Side note, cutting this obviously. There is a what if I said what I'm getting Megan for Christmas just as a way to test to see if she listens? <laughs> what are you getting her? Because I There's, don't know what um, I'm getting her. Line so cool. So cool. And one of them is like a really, it's like perfect for her. It's like. Oh, fuck. I don't know nice. what to get her. We can split that if you want. How much is it? 25 to 30 bucks. Maybe. Yeah, I could be a part of that. Yeah. I might get her something else, just like in addition. Yeah. But I like that idea. Also, yeah. what what me, Mosmo, and Dan are doing is me and Mosmo are getting Dan something, 
me and Dan are getting Mossmo something and Dan and Mossmo are getting me something. So Aww. the three of us could also do that. That's a good idea. Because then I feel like that it's like less pressure and less of a financial strain. That's a really good idea. We should say, okay, that's a great idea. Love yeah, that. I'll, okay, I'll send that afterwards. Um, Back to Chili's real quick. Sorry. Sorry. This is all over the place. No, you're fine. I got an email from People Services at Chili's today. I'm like, we've been recording for 18 minutes. We need to wrap this up. <laughs> keeping, keeping, okay, everyone keep in mind, I have not returned to Chili's. Also, LA just went back into like pretty serious lockdown, although shopping is still a thing. So people are still coming in to pay less and taking, people are, there are, which this makes sense actually, because these are the people who would go to pay less at this time. People wearing their masks as chin guards for everyone watching this on Zoom. People wearing it like this, a lot of this. One person had it like over their lower lip, but not over their upper lip. And it's it's really upsetting, especially because there's security at the store and that's their, like, that's their job. And it's annoying to see people... Some people not like literally their mask or masks are like on their neck, walk past security and security doesn't do anything. And one of my coworkers like walkied for a manager because that's apparently what we're supposed to do. No one has told me that. But if you see a customer without a mask, you're supposed to walkie for a manager. My coworker did. And then I don't know who the manager was who answered, but the manager said, okay, have you asked them to put a mask on? And it's like, that's not my job. That is so not me and my coworkers jobs. Like our job is to get expensive shirts, put them in, bags and ship them out to customers that's my job my job isn't risk like i don't like these people are fucking crazy if you're not wearing a mask and pay less right now you're a crazy person i mean yeah i think this goes without saying because our listeners seem like they're the kind of people that wear their masks properly but if you go into retail or food locations and you are a customer there Wear your mask properly, for the love of God. If you have a face shield, throw it in the trash right now and go get a mask immediately. People who only wear face shields. Electric people who wear People who wear face shields and a mask, I'm like, you're being a little dramatic. Because, like, the face shield... I, Looks I, so I, goddamn I'm, goofy. Not even that, because I had to wear it at Chili's. But it, it, it doesn't help. It only helps you... It only helps to remind you to not, like, touch your eyes with your fingers... Because it might, because you might have touched something that had the virus on it, but like otherwise, it's not gonna like unless someone's, unless you're fearful that someone was spitting in your eye, <laughs> you just need the mask. Which people shouldn't be spitting in your eye if they're wearing their masks properly. Therefore, you wouldn't need a face shield. You look so goddamn goofy. I can't stress that enough. I know that masks aren't, like, the cutest thing, but you look goofy in a fucking face shield. Yes, Nick, back to Chili's. You look good in your disposable black masks. I want to get some. Honestly, truly a great purchase on on Ryan. Good, good on Ryan for that one. Why do I not know how to speak English tonight? Every episode. I truly, honestly. (laughs) I was using the... You open that mic and you're like, uh... (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) But I was like using the reusable ones and I was breaking out so bad. And I was like, you know what? Gotta get the disposable ones. And the disposable blue ones, something about it looks kind of racist. I don't know how to explain it. The disposable black ones are like, I have style and I might have acne. Yes, Nick? 
Back to Chili's. So Chili's people services emailed <laughs> me. And they were like, hey, we're reviewing your case. Or I don't know what they said. They were like, we're looking at something. And we don't know if your current leave qualifies for family and medical leave absence, I guess. Okay. And I need a letter from my doctor to certify that Didn't this is you give them a letter from your doctor? A family medical. And I literally gave them a letter from my doctor. Um, so I'm like, at what point do I just say, like, I quit? But I also want to fill out the work comp thing. Um, so I don't know. It's just funny. Also, the I got a phone call two weeks ago from two or three weeks ago from the new general manager of Chili's. I guess the old one is no longer the general manager. <gasps> Drama. So I get a call from get a call from a woman, and she's like, "Hey, Nick, um, this is Margarita over at Chili's." <laughs> what if it was Jeff? What if it was Jeff, the cosplayer? He was like, "Hey, Nick, I uh, hey, sorry just, to bother uh, you, but I just wanted to let you know I I was promoted. See if you uh, yeah, they said that I uh, after my thousandth visit, uh, I get a promotion to general manager for a week. They said I embodied the. The Chili's lifestyle. Can you imagine if that was the fucking like go to Chili's a thousand system? times? You go to Chili's and then your you own, own Chili's. <laughs> if your anus could take it, um, <laughs> so if your anus like, could take it, I get a call. Um, <laughs> I get a call from the new general manager, and she's like, "Hey, Nick, um, just wondering, uh." how much longer you're going to be gone for <gasps> or if I could schedule you. Cause we like, we really need to schedule people. I'm on break at Payless. I'm like sitting outside Payless drinking coffee and I'm working 40 hours a week at Payless for an average of 1650 an hour. I'm doing fine. Like I f- am actually financially secure for the first time in like my life, which is incredible. Congratulations, um, sweetie. Thank you. But yeah, I, I just get this call. What did you say? I was like, it was a voicemail, so I was like, all right. Oh, right. Whatever. You have that fucking shit on do not disturb mode 24-7. I also don't answer calls from if I don't know the number. If I don't have the number in my phone, I'm not going to answer. Interesting the way our anxieties deal with unknown numbers in the complete opposite that's way. That's not an anxiety thing. That's a that's oh. a usually I get a ton of spam calls or it's Spectrum being like, pay your internet. And I'm like, ah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I, yeah, I rarely answer the phone if I don't know, unless I'm expecting a call, I guess. Wow. What about you? How do you deal with? I answer, if it's an unknown number, I answer it as first ring. I am constantly paranoid that I have done something illegal and I have a warrant out for my arrest. (laughs) I think, I I literally constantly am paranoid that I have done something illegal and there is a Mm -hmm. warrant out for my arrest. So have you ever gotten those spam calls saying there's a warrant out for your arrest? No, I would kill I've, myself. Are you kidding oh, me? I've, I've gotten like four or five. Be like, there's a warrant out for your arrest. And I'm like, no, there isn't. Why would they call me? <laughs> I would jump off a fucking bridge if I got no, that I've gotten voicemail. that so many times. I've gotten um, IRS calls. The IRS I've gotten never- those. Guys, the IRS and the sheriff, if there's a warrant out for your arrest... Those will that information will never be given to you through a phone call. It will be through mail. 
that's how that's going to be served. Or if there's a warrant out for your arrest, like a police officer is going to show up to your house. I hate it. Like they're not going to be like, Hey Nick. Um, uh, hi. I uh, just want to let you know that there's a warrant out for your arrest. So if you feel like coming down to the station, uh, let us know. And if you don't, <laughs> no that's okay too. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, greetings. <laughs> Salutations. <laughs> Speaking of which, have I told you about the first time I drove a vehicle in my life? No. I love how that relates. It does. Okay. So. Because oh, you got arrested. <laughs> girl. So, okay. I got my permit. I waited weirdly long. I got my permit right when I turned 16. So I got okay. my. I what, thought I, I waited s- long, but I waited like two months to get my permit. I ended up getting my license at like 16 and a half. <laughs> Whatever. So I got my, I get my permit And I have never driven a car in my life. I've never driven on a street. That's a lie. I've driven a car in a parking lot. But as soon as I got on the road, I was quickly, I quickly realized. We really give people a multiple choice quiz and say Godspeed. It's kind of nuts. Literally. I mean, it's part of why you have to have a parent present in the car with you. I feel like your parents' driving history should. That's a good point. However... I get my permit and I'm like, yeah, let's take this thing out for a spin. Immediately, I realize. Anyways, immediately, I realize that I have no concept of how to keep a car in the lines. And I know it's kind of stupid, but I didn't, I just had no like way of knowing. Because you've never done it before. No, thank you. Okay. I am swerving like a maniac. I guess some people it comes intuitively, but that's not. Uh-huh. The sh- okay. It's not a guarantee. I am <laughs> swerving. I am braking. I am rapidly accelerating. I am like going, it's like a 35, 40 zone. And I am going anywhere between 15 miles an hour and 40. I am like all over the fucking place. Wait, Cars are, are passing me. People are honking. It was insane. This sounds like me when I drive stick shift, literally. All the while, my dad is in the passenger seat fucking mm. screaming at me mm-hmm. like, stay in the lane. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. We get to the end of, like, the basically the long road that we live on. <laughs> Turn around. In, in Thurston? Mm-hmm. Come home, and I'm like, okay, that was awful. And my dad's like, you need to go to driver's head. <laughs> we chill. About 10 minutes later, a cop shows up at the door, knocks on the door. No. There's two of them. Oh. And they're like, they our dogs go fucking insane. Yeah, literally. Two cops at the door. The dogs go crazy. My dad answers it. My dad's always in a bad mood because, like, when someone knocks the door because the dogs are nuts, you know how it goes. And he's like, can I help you? And they're like, yeah, is there is there a Susan Berghorn? Should I say my mom's legal name? <laughs> they're like, is there a, a Susan? Is there a Shoshana? <laughs> is there a Bubby Judy? Um <laughs> And he's like, yeah, like my wife's here. My mom goes out and she's like, what's going on? And they're like, are you the owner of a GMC Jimmy? Because uh, there's been a report of drunk driving. (gasps) And (laughs) this is when, this is probably where my fear of getting arrested started. Because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I like peek my head out. Your stomach drops and you know. (laughs) Literally. And I mean, immediately they were like, or my dad was like, no, I just took my fucking dumbass 16-year-old daughter out to drive <laughs> for the first time. She just got her permit, and I come out, and I'm like, hey, that's me. Uh, hey, officer. 
I have braces. I fucking hate myself. The cops have just been called because of suspected drunk driving on my fucking end. And also, it's like noon on a Saturday. It's not... <laughs> And I, I mean, I was driving like I was highly intoxicated. It was yeah. nuts. Yes. Love and I'm me. like, yeah, that's me. I just got my permit. And they were like, oh, haha, don't worry about it. And the second cop also has braces. And he goes, oh, my daughter just got her permit. I get it. <laughs> and I was like, ah, they didn't I, truly the, the amount of privilege. They didn't even ask to see my permit. They didn't breathalyze my it, mom. There was they were literally. Yeah, just no, like, I was about to be like, your mom out. could have been driving drunk. Yes. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Like the, your mom would have been slammed against the wall if she was not white. It's a funny. And story, honestly, you guys are Jewish. Like, like you're threading the needle. Do you remember a time in our lives <laughs> when everyone constantly was talking about Chuck Norris? <laughs> yeah, that was like 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm reddit meme culture with chuck norris with bacon we were yes 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 that's exactly what ryan said and it was like epic chuck norris bacon (laughs) and we should sell shirts (laughs) epic Epic chuck Chuck norris bacon Bacon. period (laughs) at gmail.com um yeah there there was like this weird like reddit meme culture that was so cringy and okay so there was bacon there was chuck norris and then there was like fucking i remember saying this when i first started going on reddit in 2011 2012 where people i guess i don't know people my age like 13 14 year olds would be like the way to know if you've met a redditor in the wild is to ask them um when does the narwhal bacon and no. they have to and they have to answer narwhals midnight. that Ugh. I when have... does the narwhal bacon? Midnight. <laughs> what language is that? Oh, a redditor in the wild. I'm gonna puke. That's so once again gross. lobotomies for all men. Amen. I had a teacher my freshman year of high school who had a bunch of posters that were like, "What would Chuck Norris do?" And it was like he's fifty like, fucking things about. Chuck. Like it was so a weird. Republican. He's very conservative i feel like meeting famous people is always so boring yeah like I was, it's not gonna be when we're famous though when people when there's we're like gonna a, make it really weird <laughs> we're gonna make it really uncomfortable i can't if wait you for come up to me slash say, brain cell girls to be blowing what, up people being like i met nick and it was fucking weird he made like, like a horse <laughs> So I was going to be like, met Nick at Lush today. and <laughs> He threw and a he, bath bomb at me and barked. And he, and he said, and he said, yeah, you can take a photo with me, but I have to film this TikTok first. <laughs> and then he danced for a minute. And oh then my he God. signed my forehead. And that, that's not even what I wanted signed. <laughs> and then he barked. <laughs> and he stole the bath bomb and punched the employee. I post that. I make up a story about myself <laughs> to start controversy. It's like, be like, I met Claire and she was in a really bad mood. And she was like, no, I can't sign any autographs right now. I'm really busy. And she was really neurotic and seemed like she was on speed or something. I'm like, I would people, like to address are, that rumor. That's just how I am naturally. People are going to be like, met Claire She seemed really stressed out and on the verge of tears. And you're like, so yes. <laughs> 
yes, anyway. They're like, there was dry tears just streaming down her face. Is she all right? <laughs> she had a... <laughs> she had... <laughs> She had a dime's worth of cum on her neck. <laughs> I still haven't washed it off. Yeah. It's been five you've, years. You've embalmed it and made it into a necklace. <laughs> Girl. Don't tempt me with a good time. You can okay. say what you like. I'm not gonna die for um, What I was gonna say about Republicans. Mm-hmm. I was driving through a rural area, Marcola, if y'all are familiar with that area. I unfortunately of Oregon, am. Springfield. Mm-hmm. There's some great hiking out there. Um, lot of Trump signs, which was to be expected. A lot it's of so Blue funny. Lives you Matter flags. Fifteen minutes out of Eugene and it's just Trump signs, Blue Lives Matter. Like Truly. it's so crazy. However, it's one almost house like being around other people more builds empathy. Sis ain't left no crumbs. Nothing. R slash brain cell girls. I met Nick and he weirdly made chewing noises in my face. And he did ASMR and it was kind of nice. He did his weird little growl. It was really bizarre. I met Nick in an elevator and he was standing in the corner facing the wall. (laughs) I could only tell it was to him because of his voluptuous centaur ass. And he kept farting. He had a really nice centaur tail, though. Braided. French braided. The idea of a stranger coming up to me and asking, are you Nick? I listen to your podcast. I don't think there's anything that would ever prepare me if that ever happened. It kind of happened to me a couple weeks ago, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember you telling me about that, and I was like, whoa. Like, fuck. Was- I, now, I'm, now I'm like, when I go back to Eugene, like, is that going to happen to me? <laughs> no. It was <laughs> like... <laughs> There's it like, was so nice. Is, like, I'm it hot. made me feel so good. <laughs> no, it, she's like also, honestly. She's, a, she's. Are you fine saying her name? <laughs> Darian. Of yeah, like, Morning Glory I, Cafe. I've, hey. <laughs> oh, Morning Glory, so good. Um, Truly, but no, I've like I feel like I, I think I've met her like a few times, just kind of in passing. She's really mm-hmm. nice. So no, like that's so flattering and just like I've met her at like at morning glory before but it was so yeah. nice i was like getting my soup doing my thing and i was like yes i am claret of two girls one brain cell <laughs> and she's like you have the dried cum on your neck and you're like <laughs> okay please don't say that out loud <laughs> no it's the idea of us the idea of someone i i haven't met coming up to me and being like are you nick i listen to your show and i'm like oh so you know about my circumcision and <laughs> my aids comment and <laughs> my diary <laughs> and oh okay two things <laughs> I let my mom read the boiled broccoli diary entry and it made her like that is the kind of thing that really brings her a lot of joy. And I was like, she will like Oh, you should have filmed that. Oh, my God. I would love to see her. She would not have let me film her. Are you kidding me? Or voice record. I just want to hear that. She loved every second of it. (laughs) Like we read it. Yes, we read it on top of Spencer's View. (laughs) <laughs> and she, she was the like, only place it should be right <laughs> literally i was like this feels right it's the top of nick's cliff before he dives off or whatever <laughs> before he reaches rock <laughs> or <bottom>. whatever <laughs> i love my supportive co-host <laughs> when I'm he like, like yeah he's like to, mentally ill or whatever yeah, or like i don't know he's but, like not here anymore <laughs> but i was like she wanted me to read it aloud and i was like no there could be people that 
know him like i'm not doing that i was oh, like i you. will send it to you and you can read it yeah. in your head so like every couple of lines she would like read a word out loud and she'd be like my rebel strands of hair boiled broccoli it was so good it was so good i'm really glad my mom got she's obsessed with you i want to meet your mom i can't she's wait to something else. get that i can't wait to take that pfizer vaccine <laughs> shot and go to the club with susan God, it's gonna be crazy but what I was saying about Marcola. Yes. So there's a lot of Trumpies. Yes, yes, yes. There was one house in particular that really stood out to me. Among a the plethora, rubble. a plethora of MAGA, Trump, mm. Blue Lives Blue flags. Lives. Like QAnon. It... Remember the Tea Party? <laughs> that was crazy. Those people were really They were nice. flying Tea Party flags. No, but it was like. They it was, had... It's just a teacup from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I'm like I don't. I think that's just they love Disneyland. I don't think You're that's like, a I think tea party thing. Disney gays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like vandalizing a house because I think they're a tea party and there's just some Disney gays. They're like, what I are mean, you both doing? Deserve it. I'd be like, well, what's worse? Anyway, Disney gays. Truly, so <laughs> Nick, would you rather be a member of the Disney tea party gays. or be? <laughs> But among these flags, they had a gigantic sign, like taped to their ranch rail fence. Yeah. That read, <clears throat> fed up, vote Republican. I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that. Which leads me to, to, to like ask. Ponder. Fed up with what? Have we not had a Republican president for the past four years? What does that mean? Has not every major recession in the past 40 years come from a Republican and been recovered by a Democrat? Isn't the most popular program in the country, Social Security, founded by FDR, (laughs) who was incredibly liberal and so popular they invented term limits to keep him from getting a third one? That one? Uh, or fourth one did he have three yeah he, no. like it's ridiculous yes? it's like I don't know. the fact that these people have been just fed fed this narrative that they then do no research on their own about they've been fed this narrative believing that whoever's feeding them the narrative has their best interest at heart which is just why like why, why are they so weirdly trusting and naive of their information and why why do they i fully lost my train of thought I get what you're saying though. Yeah. I, it was one of those things where I was like, I really, I, I want to know how your brain works. Like I want to go knock on their door and be like, I just have some questions. I'm not trying to start a fight. Like I don't, I don't want to fight with you. I just have some questions that I would like clarified. I like fed up with what exactly fed up vote Republican. Fed up with what that implies that implies. I know, I know we always joke about having a political podcast, but like, and we shouldn't have one, but I could talk about politics with you for a long time. I think our perspective, I think us, I think a political corner on this podcast is would be the funniest thing ever. I feel like we've been because we've I can't done it a talk bit. eloquently. Everything I say is like, yeah, well, like, aha. The thing is, is that okay? One, most people can't speak eloquently about this, but Clarine, also most special. people. No, 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 not that. But also most people, I'm about to say you are special. Most people aren't as, like, informed as you are. Like, you have, like, a good, like, 
perspective on things. Whereas most people are pretty apolitical and apathetic towards politics in the U S in general, which is, is which is kind of the largest issue. This is something that I've (laughs) had a problem with. Like I remember it as early as like fifth grade, like having knowledge and like a strong opinion on something, but just not being able to articulate myself very well about it. And Mm. then like, losing an argument with like a peer because I was just like, I can't, it's just hard for me to articulate myself. Well, and that's why I love the theater because there it's all written down for you. You don't have to do shut up. Okay. Okay. Alison Mack. Um, from the cradle cradle to to the grave. grave. Why did I? (laughs) This is very <laughs> Destiny's Child. I'm like, to the grave. <laughs> That's you filming a TikTok while someone's Sorry waiting that, for an autograph. Literally. Um, <laughs> hey, are Nick, you Nick can from I get an Brain Girls? And I'm like, to the grave. Um, <laughs> you're like, could you film God. for me for a second? From the cradle. You can't see me doing a TikTok dance if you're listening to this. Yeah, I just realized this is all very visual. Anyways, <laughs> what I was going to say is like half the reason... Half of the reason I got, I decided to do a minor in political science was because I had a lot of like feelings and like beliefs and thoughts, yep. but I didn't know, like, I didn't know what to do with them. I guess I didn't know like how to articulate them or like connect, connect things in a way, like connect my, um, my views on like, LGBT issues, how to connect that to like economic issues and like see the links. Because I feel like for a lot of my life growing up until like, I don't know, I guess about until I was like 18 or 19, I had in my head, there was like a a pretty clear divide between like quote unquote social issues and then economic issues. And then I started getting exposed to more like left leaning media outlets, namely the young Turks. Hello. Um, and hire him back yeah, i was like take me back guys <laughs> no i i i emailed my supervisor there a few weeks ago and he's like we're always thinking about you and we will like let you know as soon as like there's an opening and i was like why are they acting like you so died because i because di- i went to chili's and i died in rebirth anyways what i was gonna say is and then when i started becoming more informed and more knowledgeable about leftist politics and my poli sci minor, I realized that social issues and economic issues are interchangeable. Yes. And period. You can't have, you can't really have one without the other. Like economic policies (laughs) affect social issues and social issues affect economic policies. Like it's, it's really that simple. So people who say I'm socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. No, you're not. Like you're actually not, if you don't support, if you don't support free healthcare for all people, then it's hard for me to believe that you support communities that are most affected by a lack of healthcare. I told you sativa does stuff to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, you didn't. You said, I like indica. I don't want to eat a lime edible. Those were your exact words. No, 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 no. I said it like, um... Uh, like a few weeks or months ago when I was like, well, I'm going to take it seriously. No, like a little bit ago um, when I switched from Indica to Sativa one time and I was like, oh, I could definitely podcast on this. 
I can't on Indica because that. on Indica I'm like, but now I feel like pretty alert and like, well, I also took a Red Bull. So maybe that, who knows? Took a Red Bull. I, t- I took a Red Bull. They actually okay. have this new pill in an Advil bottle. I had a Can you couple imagine if other. Red Bull had a pill? Hot takes. Like a caffeine pill, Nick. Oh, I guess that's true. Those are um, a thing. Do you have more hot takes? I have a couple hot takes that I would like to yeah. just run by you. I haven't read yes. these in a minute. Um, I remember one of them. Can I try to say it? Can I pee really quickly? Yeah. <laughs> no. I need to get <laughs> diapers for doing this. I need... Can Depends Dude, it, fucking sponsor I'm, I'm us all good. because this is bad. I'm all I want to be like... Taking, can I'm you imagine if we're like... A pee break. Where it's like little light music. It's like do 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 do, and I'm like, "Hey guys, do you ever notice that when you're sitting for more than twenty minutes, you just almost piss your pants?" Me too. Well, go to depends.com/slash/braincell <laughs> for fifty percent off your first purchase of adult diapers. It's helped <laughs> me. We were it can help for you. God, I wish. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, okay. go pee. Go pee. One, two, one, two. Okay, cool. One two, um, one, two, one, two. One, two. I look so pretty right now. You do. I love that sweatshirt. Um, I'm a Disney gay. One of the hot takes. Well, I'm not sure what the hot take is going to be, but I, I know the context was you said that you were watching something about yes. uh, like a, tic- a TikTok about um, when people were hoarding toilet paper um, right before lockdown for COVID and how someone did the math on like how long it would take to use up the amount of toilet paper that people were, were hoarding. And it was some, uh, you know, ridiculous number like years. And, but the way they calculated it was they said six like squares of toilet paper per bathroom session. Yes. And Claray said, I use way more than that. So you wanted to talk about one, that and two men's disgusting assholes. Yes. I saw this TikTok and at first I was like, ha yeah, that's crazy. Why are we hoarding shit? And then I went to wipe my ass a few moments later. <laughs> and I was like, is something wrong with my anus? Or like, is this man just dirty? Like all men. Six mm-hmm. slices of toilet paper per poop, not per wipe, per shit. I challenge you to take a poop. And count the toilet paper slices you're using because six is not enough. I usually use around six. What? Yeah, like six to ten, I would say. Do you use one at a time? No, I... What are your wiping habits like? I usually will fold it down to either two or one squares, and then it's just really padded. Okay. Wipe, and then I fold to get to like a clean square, mm-hmm. wipe, fold again, and I just keep folding until it's clean. Okay. That's a good enough answer. Maybe I'm really overdoing like, it. I I am very conscious and I pretty, believe that. I'm pretty particular or like what I don't know what the word is. I'm I want to say I'm very anal about this, but that's what it ah! is. Like <laughs> like I I I don't let that shit slide. <laughs> <laughs> there's no good way of talking about this without making okay. a pun that's yeah. basically i'm just i'm like although open. Not, i say usually that's what happens sometimes i use probably like the amount that you're talking about like 20 or something i just feel like i use way more and i just 
I mean, I'm, it depends on the type of poo. That's a really you know? good point. Yeah. Okay, that's really all I had to say about that. That's I all we had to say. To hear sorry about the poop corner. Yeah, that's my take. Um, I that's would be fine. skeptical of someone saying that they use six and also saying that they're fully clean afterwards. I would be skeptical of that. Any more? No, that's all I have for now. I can share cool. my other hot takes later. I can save those for other episodes because they're. I just got. I have a lot of opinions up in this big old noggin. <laughs> This big ass brain. Um, um, let's talk about Patreon. So we before we like really get into the episode, before we're an hour in. Before we're 57 minutes and 36 seconds. Guys, maybe maybe Nick cut and pasted this to the beginning. Who knows? No, he would never. That's dishonest. Why would he do that? Podcast is anything, Future Nick, honest. don't do it. Past Nick will be so disappointed in you. Um, no, but before we get into it, we wanted to say that if you are listening to this, um, if you can rate this five stars, if you're listening on Apple podcasts, um, if you can subscribe and if you feel like writing a review, those all like really, really help us. And they help us get, um, us discovered like on iTunes pretty much like that's how it, that's how it works is that the, I think the algorithm just sees like shows that are consistently getting good reviews and like a uh, consistent growth in subscribers. Um, and it, it promotes pu- them. It pu- yeah. It pushes the podcast to like more listeners because it's like, Oh, this is like a verified thing that many people have enjoyed. So that's why we ask. It's not like an ego thing. It's simply an algorithm. Thing. Um, and for an ego side of it, if yeah, you're not ashamed ego that you're listening to this, Put it on your Instagram story. Tell your friends about it. Tell your grandma about it. My grandma doesn't even know about this that I know of. Yeah, I that yeah, was- I think all that's how that's how I find that's how I have found every podcast I've ever liked is if- because a coworker of mine at um, the was. women's boutique in Orange County. Um, that's how I found out about my favorite murder. She and I were closing together and I mentioned Lululemon to her and she's like, did you ever hear about the Lululemon murder? And I was like, the what? And she said, oh, you should listen to this podcast. They talk about murder. They don't do like a lot of research. So it's like kind of improv and it's really fun. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. And she's like, yeah. Then they also do this episode on the Lululemon murders and they're insane. And I said, okay, awesome. And then I got in my car and found the show and hit subscribe. And like that's how I found my favorite podcast. And now they're world famous. It's Nick. It yeah. was Nick who really sparked their stardom. They were they so famous like at famous that before. point. This was 2018. Um, but, but yeah, that's how that's how people find podcasts is word of mouth and from people they trust. So it's really beneficial to us. Once again, if you're not ashamed about this, if you are, I get it. I I've, also I think haven't told many people. <laughs> I talk about it 24 fucking seven because I have no, no shame. This is all I, put I really on my social think. Media. I think we're past the point of like, I don't give a fuck if you post what you're listening to on Spotify on your Instagram stories. I think people like to know, like I like to see your Spotify wrapped and I like to know what you're listening I to. I really like, I really like seeing people Spotify wrapped. I because don't know why we shot on that last year. I really like it. Also, I follow people that have good taste in music and when they post a screenshot of what they're listening to, Frequently, I will screenshot it and then go listen to it later. And I'm like, oh, new yeah. song. Even even TikToks from people I don't know that are like, here, like, here are, if you like this, here are mm. bands that you might like. I th- Those are all over my favorites on TikTok. So um, basically stop being ashamed of us. Promote us on your social media. <laughs> also. And yeah, so rate, subscribe, um, follow us on social media. That also helps. And something else we've been throwing around 
I mean, honestly, since before this even started. We've been talking about this on the pod since episode one. We keep joking about it. We've been talking about it in person since before we even hit record day one. Before we knew what the title of the show was. Literally, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Um, If anyone would be interested in merch, (laughs) we have some great, brilliant things in the works. Um, I would like to put out feelers. Somewhat transparent about things we have in the works. Like we probably have, I would say between seven and 10 designs mm-hmm. for different merch ideas at the so, moment that, that I think we both really like. But the I thing agree. is, is that with merch, I, I think you and I have talked about this, but I don't want to, I don't want to do merch. That's poor quality. I don't mean design wise, but like the literal like product, Same. like I, I don't want it to be like some shitty, really cheap t-shirt or whatever that's going to fall apart on you because i think if we are going to ask people to like spend money on this it needs to be good quality you know Egyptian and also I, cotton. <laughs> I really prefer 1000 thread um <laughs> but i really enjoy when i get merch from you know a band or whatever and it's like the it's actually like a good quality brand shirt um, so yeah, so if you are interested in that, um, DM our Instagram, I think that'd probably be the easiest way. If you're our friend, feel free to text us. If that's something that you would actually be interested in, like $20, I, like a, tw- like a $20 t-shirt. <laughs> I think if that is something enough people are interested in, we could maybe do like pre-orders or figure something out because if, if people want to wear if my there own was, merch, if there was, <laughs> pre- if there's preliminary interest in it, then we could definitely start like actually opening um our like merch corner on our website yeah yeah and we could yeah like you said we could start taking pre-orders and also we now have a patreon i don't know if you said patreon and if like that's not something you're interested in and you want something a little more tangible merch would be an awesome way to support us yes but patreon nick take it away because i don't know jack shit about that i'm just the beauty (laughs) So Patreon, I think most people know what Patreon is. If you don't, it's really simply put, it's a way for, it's a website. If you don't, um, listen to the beginning of episode 13 because it's fucking nonsense. Oh my God. Um, I mean, people might've thought that was an ad and just been like, beep, 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 because it was. But if... Do you want to reenact it? (laughs) (laughs) My God, no, never. Um, That was so funny. Anyways, Patreon is very simply put a way for an audience to support like a creator or an artist or anything like that. And um, I guess it's like, it's kind of like crowdfunding, but like a crowdfunding subscription, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, And we are also able to give people who subscribe to our Patreon certain benefits including like bonus episodes and ad free episodes and kind of behind the scenes stuff. I posted this thing last night when I was high unboxing my Taylor Swift vinyl, (laughs) which is really fun. Oh my God. um, Will you put the video of me eating a bell pepper with cream cheese on our Patreon? I think they deserve that. Do I have that? (laughs) No, I just put it on my Finsta. It's like lightly ASMR ish. We should put, we should find some weird videos and just put it on Patreon. That's fun. But like things like Clary reading more of my diary entries and us kind of like talking about that, that'll be on Patreon. Um, You know, there are different tiers. So 
you know, you can do $2 a month, which I think is a good deal. Um, and for an ad for ad free episodes. And there's also a $5 a month option where you get more like bonus content type stuff. And there's also an immortal tier. Um, and that's only available to 10 people and currently three are taken. So there are only seven, seven left. (laughs) There are seven left. Um, and for those people, they get their names read at the end of the episode and they get a special spot on our website as well. Um, but yeah, we'll give a shout out to our current patrons at the end of the episode. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is something that I really wanted to to say about Patreon before we get going. Mm-hmm. Um, something I forgot to mention last week, and actually this entire time as we've been setting up Patreon, something I really like about Patreon is that if enough people support us on Patreon, we it really limits the... Um, need for us to include ads in our episodes in general um so we can keep it like pretty ad light like one or two an episode which is great it would keep Only us from ad. it would keep us from having to go to a network or try to get the show on a network if we were independently supported by the audience then the only people that we need to you know quote unquote answer to is the audience is the people giving us money so it is a good way for us to like remain independent so basically um, so if you I'd don't want us to go benefit. fucking corporate give us two dollars a month because we are (laughs) this close yeah (laughs) i already got one foot in (laughs) i got one foot in the door of barstool sports i don't (laughs) i'm always two feet out Um. (laughs) okay so survivor survivor (laughs) You, you are one episode ahead of me Oh, fuck me. Okay. So keep, keep, because you were like, FYI, I watched seven episodes and I was like, (laughs) so I guess that's what I'm doing on this Tuesday. (laughs) I couldn't stop, Nick. I physically could not stop myself. It was, I I couldn't look away. After watching it, I'm like, I fully understand how she binged those. And I don't, Um, I get really distracted easily. I know. I was like, oh my God. No, you're going to need to keep this discussion in a nice timeline manner because I don't remember. <laughs> um, well, how about instead of doing like a recap, we kind of just give like overall thoughts and like specific moments that stuck with us. Uh, okay, I'll start. Um, a cab. Oh my god. Last episode when I said, Oh my oh. god, these cops these cops are so annoying and they need to go, blah blah blah, A cab, haha. What, what did was, the girl boss say? What did the girl boss cop say, Nick? What did she fucking say? That I forgot to say? That I forgot to mention? Yeah. Last episode? Girl boss cop, whose name is Sarah, girl boss, she said in episode one, and I, and I forgot to mention this last time, she said in episode one, yeah, I'm a cop, so I get paid to beat people up. What could be better than that? I'll answer that. So many things. Any other job going anywhere. to therapy, um, wiping with six pieces of toilet paper, drinking a cold kombucha. Those are all some things that I think are more fresh pleasant. chipotle to tor- <laughs> tortilla chips. Uh, Yum. I mean, oh, I would love the way the salt is on those. Shut up. Significantly more enjoyable than being a cop. Also, like this show was filmed in like 2014. I really dislike Sarah and Tony, obviously, the cops. 
but in very different ways. I just like them for really different reasons. And I think they are annoying and stupid. I think they're both (laughs) genuinely dumb people in very different ways. You have to be dumb to be a cop. I'm sorry. If you're a cop and you're listening to this show, what are you doing, number one? Why? Is it like a form of self-hate? Like, is that what this is? But genuinely, like, what? What the fuck? I mean, I don't want to me being like a cab and I'm like, well, I don't know if all cops are stupid, but um, not only a cab. I think I think there is a degree of a cast. I think there's degree a a degree. Um, What the fuck was that, Ryan? Do it again. Do it again. I swear to God. He's cupping coffee and really thought that now was the time to make the world's loudest fucking noise slurping coffee off a spoon. I just heard Hi, you Ryan. talking about munching pretzels and then I found this coffee and I was like, oh, I'm going to slurp this. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> My ears hurt. Go away. Nick says hi. Hi, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking husband, ladies and gentlemen. God damn. I love that he's such a fan of the show. (laughs) Our first patron. Our first patron. That was so funny. I was like, oh, we got a patron. And then I'm like, Ryan C. It like said his email. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Ry Ry C. Anyways, I do think to be a police officer or in the military, there is a degree. And I say this as someone whose dad was in the military. I think there's a degree of, I'm not sure what the word is, but like naivete or a a tendency to not question authority, a tendency to, for a lack of dissent or a lack of kind of a critical analysis, like trying to think from another point of view. Um, okay. I think, I think... It's honestly, almost especially more so being in the military. Um, yeah, I feel like you have you have you. to have a degree of, and obviously people join the military for education and healthcare and like money reasons, which is so fucked. Um, and because they prey on, and they prey on poor people, literally, and like high schoolers who don't know what they want to do with their life. Um, people who can't afford education, yeah, and it's fucked or just up. like. Or to see the, like, I'm on my dad's healthcare plan, which is still through the military. It is, like, the best health insurance in the country. It's, like, phenomenal. It's funny how this country simultaneously, like, Mm -hmm. cares so much about the military and loves them so dearly and, like, provides such great benefits and also, like, literally kicks veterans to the curb and spits on them. It is... There's there's that. And it's also shocking that the same people who are really pro military and (laughs) pro. Yeah. Just like pro Pentagon, I guess, (laughs) you know, uh, who should I get a Pentagon lives matter flag? (laughs) And they, they can be on uh, either side of the aisle. Really? Like there are people, there are Democrats who are also pretty pro military who are also incredibly like 
no handouts, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, blah, blah, blah. The military paid for my dad to get a master's degree at University of Oregon. Like that was paid for by the U.S. government. My healthcare is like we pay for it, but like it's largely subsidized by the military. Nick, and ring, 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 ring. There's a warrant out for your arrest. <laughs> it's Ryan Murphy. Um, Ryan Murphy said, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> American crime story, Nick Curl. Um, <laughs> American crime story, two girls, one brain cell. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's such an interesting hypocrisy that goes under the radar in a way where people are like, fuck handouts. And I'm like, we give so many corporate handouts and military handouts. But every time we talk about spending money on the people are like the most vulnerable in our society. Every time we start talking about that, it suddenly becomes a, who's going to pay for it? Like no handouts. I had to work for what I have. Why should they get it for free? That argument especially really gets me. Yes. Fuck that. When you, when, Someone says, well, I didn't get that, so why should they? I'm like... I uh, see that one a lot when people talk about forgiving student <laughs> debt, and they're like, well, I just paid off my student debt. Can you imagine a really old gay person being like, well, me and my partner couldn't get married in the 70s, so why should we let them now? Same, It's the same thing. Literally. Can you imagine someone saying that? Like, it makes, it's make, there's, it makes no sense. Unfortunately, with the old gay couple analogy, I can imagine it because people are fucking selfish assholes, yeah. especially in this country that like. And older white gays tend to be weirdly bigoted towards <laughs> anyone who's not L or G. Like, yes. you know, like, like they tend to be very transphobic and very like. And pretty biphobic and just like, I guess, queerphobic in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they're like, well, they're they making like it, it when look it's bad white for us. Sis. Yeah. They're like these weirdos, like these, these weirdos make it harder for us. And I'm like, no, 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 no. People who hate us look at us all the same way. I'm sorry. Re- just go ahead. I need to read something. It was you retweeted that couple of like headlines about. Elliot Page and the one yeah oh my god the one that it was a quote from someone's YouTube video that said well uh we did it we lost another lesbian us every time someone unsubscribes so <laughs> to be fully honest I was uh, a year and a half ago a year and a half to two years ago I was like starting to like I was like barely starting to slightly slide down like a turf rabbit hole online and that shit thank, is scary thank god I, well yeah which is scary because i i mean luckily i genuinely i uh my <laughs> which is so funny because like one of my best friends in the world is trans and he introduced me to a youtube a trans youtuber who had a video literally like rebutting every turf argument that i'd been seeing and the way she like it, everything made perfect sense. And I was like, oh, OK, these people are literally just bigots. But yeah, the whole we lost like trans men are lost lesbian sisters is such like it's it's the easiest argument they make. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. And it's like, can you not just imagine that maybe a like on a trans man's journey to realizing that he's actually a man? that he might like make a pit stop 
in thinking, well, I, I might be a lesbian since sexuality and gender are so interconnected. He might make a pit stop in Lesbianville. That's like, I feel like for a lot of people, the journey, when you're questioning sexuality and gender, there's a lot of, it's rarely just I'm born and then I am trans. I am gay. I like it's, there's a road to get there and there's a lot yeah. of like, and it's not self discovery and a, yeah. it's not linear. And I, Ooh, who I, <laughs> my <laughs> go off sis. <laughs> okay. Here's my deep hot take on sexuality. Oof. Yes. <laughs> you never know until you know. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's. And. It, every when, day when, could be different. <laughs> when a trans woman comes out, we don't look at her and be like, there goes another gay man. <laughs> like, what? I'm not like, oh, what no, we lost. A, we, we lost a gay man. I'm like, are we running short on lesbians? <laughs> like, what? Like, why? <laughs> We lost a lesbian. I'm like, are is guys, are they an endangered species? Guys, we're really low like, on lesbians. If you've considered dabbling in lesbianism, now's the time. We have a shortage. I mean, many white women from the PNW do dabble in lesbianism because they think it's a hobby. However, I love when I love when white women. <laughs> this is, uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? When they this say guy they wish they were lesbians. This guy I went to high school with who I literally never met, but I follow him on Twitter and he was like two years older than me and he's fucking hilarious. He tweeted like five or six years ago. I love when white women take on lesbianism as like a hobby. Okay. Yes, that is funny. <laughs> However, that's all a part of the journey. Like sometimes th that's just... You can also like... You can things dabble. Don't need, things things don't need a label either. God damn, I, they really don't. I <laughs> I hate labels. I I'm just a human being. I'm just a human like, being. Dan has so much stuff in his mini fridge. <laughs> oh my god, he's hoarding. Dan, what the fuck? <laughs> how many slices of toilet paper does he use? Huh? Not enough. I'm kidding. So how does this um, pertain to Survivor? Trish saying she has a penis. No, what Trish was like, "What the fuck was that?" Some, someone was like, "I have a hit." Oh no, no, no! Tony was like, "I'm actually a cop," and Trish was like, "And I'm a man." And everyone's like, "Ah," and I was like, "That's the most 2014 thing I've ever heard." She might as well have had a mustache tattooed on her finger too, and have been like, oh, "I'm a man." Yeah. Oh, mm, this it, it relates to Survivor because remember when Spencer said, "Cass." Just um, cast acts based on where her estrogen is at. <sighs> I'm so Cass. 2014. I oh am. My. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm team anyone. I like Cass. I want to punch Spencer in his little Mormon face. I no don't like your Mormon. I don't like either of them particularly. Yeah, I don't like anyone on this show anymore. Rest <laughs> in peace, Cliff. I loved Cliff. He was. Okay. He was sweet. We can get back to our debate and not debate. There's no nothing debating here. <laughs> Nick, I think we should do a mock trial and all argue in favor of we lost a lesbian. How does that sound? What are we talking about? Okay. <laughs> this is actually, oh, this isn't a podcast. Um, this is a mock debate. This is a debate team. Um, 
white dreads quit after Cliff got voted off. She was in love with him. There's no other explanation. She, which is, sorry, girl, if you're listening, hope those dreads have gone. So pathetic. I hope you watched the show. You're leaving back and because shaved your head immediately. You're leaving because someone was mean to you or you don't like someone. Really? Really? You're giving up a million dollars because you're like, I can't hold my temper. You're a grown ass fucking adult. Like, get over it. Like, what did you think this show was going to be? I don't get it. It's season 28. Lindsay. <laughs> I don't understand Mr. Tony the cop and his obsession with just wanting to stir the pot. I get it that it's a show and like you want to like backstab and whatever. Until the first merge, Tony, Tony's tribe, Braun, had never gone to tribal council. So why was he so keen on stirring the pot for Every like day. six for like six episodes before they never went to tribal council because they kept winning? I know this is no not sense. very nice, and I'm sure there's a lot of really lovely Boston natives, but God, his accent makes it even more annoying. He's like, I'm Tony the cop. You got to stir the pot. I'm a cop. I'll swear on my badge, even though that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm like, please shut up. Uh, it, yes. it just, the season hits different in 2020. It really you know? fucking does. The um, white also, dreads, oh, the joke would, about being, the joke about being a man, the... The idea of having beauty brawn brains, the cops targeting the black guy on their tribe. Like the black guy who did literally nothing besides but be help a basketball them win player. challenges. He was just nice and like strong. And okay, and I feet. get okay, okay, okay. I understand when the tribes merge and you're fighting for individual immunity, wanting to get rid of the strong people. Like that's smart. Yeah. Until then, when you're fu- when you're doing things as a tribe, why the fuck would you try to vote out and get everyone to turn against the strong basketball player? Especially when, when you're like, like a four foot tall beer bellied cop. When there's like dead weight at the camp and at the challenges, someone who's like not helping around camp or helping you with the challenges, like people, I, I feel like I, once again, I've never been on Survivor. I'm sure it's really hard. <laughs> I people play pretty dumb a lot so of the time dumb. where I'm like I'm like you're on TV and you know the rules of the game like you know what's going to happen like you know there's going to be a merge you know it's going to get individual so my thing is I'm like I would not care up until the merge I wouldn't care who on my tribe was going home as long as it wasn't me same like also while we're here i would just like to formally apologize for saying that one of the girls in beauty has a tummy which i apparently allison. said last week whilst I, allison is that her name mm-hmm. she's so forgettable i'm sorry she went home and i was like okay yeah she lit literally one of one of the thinnest people i've seen in real life while still being like a healthy body weight just like really thin. And I was like, is that who Claire was talking? <laughs> Nick sending me it, screenshots it of the show. And I'm like, ah, uh-huh, yeah, that's what I meant. And I'm like backing myself into a corner. I'm ill. 
Just leave me alone. It wasn't a reflection on Allison, who's very thin. It was a reflection on Claret, who's very sick. Um, and also very thin. <laughs> um, what other hot moments from the past five episodes? Tony whipping out hidden immunity at... Giving it to LJ, then LJ giving his to Tony. And I was like, just suck each other's dicks. Literally. I'm like, do you guys need to be alone for a minute? Because that's clearly what's happening here. That was. I have to say, even though it's only four years later, Jeff is significantly even more so kind of a pot stirrer than he was the last season I watched. Jeff, every day he walks into tribal council (laughs) and chooses violence. He chooses chaos. He's like. I wonder if he watches like the footage. Absolutely. Like, Are you fucking kidding filmed, me? So he knows what's going on. Like literally they'll be talking at tribal council. Like the people. The, <laughs> and he's like, well, when they said this and they're like, there weren't even any cameras there for that. <laughs> no, they're like literally talking at tribal council and saying like, we need to go with our other option. We're voting out the other option. And Jeff's like, and they're talking right now. They're strategizing right in front of my face. Like Jeff, <laughs> that was out. that happened a few times. He's like, Tosh isn't even listening to you, Spencer. She's planning this right now. All right, let's get to try, let's get to voting. I was like, he's like, one dude, of those what teachers. sort of coke are you doing there? Oh he's my like one God. of those teachers that's like, it's okay if you're on my phone on your phone in class. Like, I'm not gonna parent you. And then as soon as you're on your phone, he's like, well, Claray's not listening. She's too busy on Instagram. Not speaking from personal experience. That's never happened to me. I'm a good student. Was. Um, never was. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So Jeff's eyes get really wide as he stirs <laughs> the pot. It's very interesting. Because you'd think after 28 seasons, he'd be tired of it, but he clearly fucking loves it. Have you got to the sponsored episode? Outback Steakhouse? Yes. Oh, did I? Where Spencer finds it, the hidden immunity idol clue in the napkin, and then everyone starts looking for it? Let's when backtrack Woo st- to the Outback Steakhouse part. Okay. There's a reward, reward challenge. challenge. Yeah. Where the reward is sponsored by Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> the winning group gets to go have a meal at the like <laughs> pop-up Outback Steakhouse. And it's like they're just giving lines that are fed to them. They're like, this is the juiciest steak I've ever ate. Wow, Outback Margaritas, trademark, are so delicious. I feel such a nice buzz. It's absurd. They were the best steaks we've ever had. And I'm like... There's no I'm sure, way. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the food was great. I'm sure that was the case. The only reason it's the best steak you've ever had or the best anything you've ever had is because you're on Survivor and you haven't had a real meal in 20 days. Yes. Like, that's why the steak tastes so good. Fucking, oh my God, Jeffra being like, what are eggs? I don't know, but they taste good. It was like, I want to hit you. When they were like, wait, so... Does the rooster need to get it on for there to be an egg? How do you not know that an egg is a chicken, period? How are you a full-grown adult and you don't know that? How, why? I'm like, why do you think the rooster needs to get it on for there to be an egg? But anyway. Otherwise, otherwise there would be a, there'd be a chicklet in every egg if that's how they were. Like, what does she think happens? I don't know. But let's talk about the hidden immunity idol clue. At that Outback Spencer Steakhouse. receives at Outback Steakhouse pop-up. <laughs> Survivor X Outback. 
Literally. Should we make Survivor the, X Outback the fucking, merch? The Get fucking Inca suit. The Australian fake waitress who's like, welcome to the Bobby. I was like, what? Like, like the, blonde, the blonde lady that, the blonde lady that greeted them at the door she's like we have steaks we have milkshakes and i was like what a weird <laughs> oh my god the way they were describing the courses they're like first we had a salad and then we had steaks and, and it was the was best like, salad i've I'll ever take had a second i'm like and, and then we had steak and it was the best steak i've ever had and then we had okay i'm so sorry this is so random um things that aren't racist that feel racist white people saying fixins yeah. The word fixins, the word fixins is such a, it's, I'm like, you, the, you, the only acceptable, you have to be black to say that. Uncut Nick. Um, that used to be my name. And <laughs> when they woke you up from surgery, they're like, good morning, Cut Nick. And I was like, <gasps> um, You're like a new me. <laughs> He's crowning. Um, <laughs> you deleting the un from uncut on your name on Facebook. I'm like new new dick, new me. Whenever you pull Um, your shirt up over your face, is that what your dick looks like pre-circumcision? No, it looks like this. (laughs) About like that, I would say. Or so. Yeah. Not cute. Um, So they go to Outback and Spencer is one of the ones there. Little Mormon Spencer with acne. And... In his napkin. You asking me if, if I think they use SPF. And I was like, look at Spencer's lobster red Mormon skin. They are not using SPF. He can use Literally, that one million to treat his melanoma in 20 years. Oh my God. Um, I low-key think he's going to win. I could see that happening. I, I, could, I could see him getting very far. I don't know if he's going to win, though. Once we talk about usually, this, I want to know usually someone who are. To win or who I like? To win. Who do you see being in the top three? Oh, okay. Well, let's just finish the Hindu media mm-hmm. story. Um, so in Spencer's napkin at Outback Steakhouse, there is a hidden immunity idol clue and he puts it in his pocket and then they go back to camp and there's like a little bit of a monsoon and he goes, quote unquote, for a walk. And then he starts looking for the idol and everyone's like, where's Spencer? And they're like, I think he went for a walk. And then Wu says, I've been watching Survivor long enough to know that there's a hidden immunity idol clue at reward challenges like that. And so then Wu follows Spencer, who's digging Sneaks around like through the fucking bushes is like spying on him. Like like fucking ninjas across a creek. That was impressive when he jumped on the stones. I was like, whoa. Um, and spies on Spencer. And then Spencer tries to play it off. He's like, oh, just going for a walk. And then Spencer Wu, has taken off his pants to get in the water. He's he in his bathing suit. He abandoned his pants and the clue that's like wrapped up in his pants. Like a fucking moron. I would not put it in my pants. I would have stuck I would it put, into my asshole. I would have eaten it. I would have put my pants and my shoes where he did. And then I would have put the clue under a rock 10 feet away. I would have stuck it no one, in my ass. I would have put it in my urethra. Any of the above. I don't know why he didn't put it in his pants. It makes sense. Anyways. So then Wu finds the clue runs away and Spencer chases after him. (laughs) Wu goes back to camp and it says, I have the clue. (laughs) And then everyone runs to the location and then literally 
every contestant is digging through this river looking for the hidden immunity idol clue. It is chaotic. The best part is that someone has decided that Cass needs to stand watch and guard Spencer in case he finds it. Woo did. Woo, my man. I would still let him destroy me. Yeah. My question is, what are they going to do if Spencer finds the hidden immunity idol? Like, what was Wu like, Cass, if he finds it, beat him over the head with a rock? Like, what was... <laughs> the thing is, 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 if you know someone has the idol, it does change. It changes how it, it changes a lot of things. No, I know. But like... You know, so they, if anything, they just want to know if he has it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, anyways, and then Spencer finds it actually, <laughs> lucky as enough. As soon as Cass looks away. Cass looks away. He finds it like that was, how did he find that? Um, I would be so bad at those. I would be so bad at that. You and me, we're like, we're allies. We're like digging through a creek. <laughs> we Nick, would, we would we walk would over it. We would walk over it and be like, no, 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 that's not it. And you'd be like, Nick, I think this is it. I'm like, Claret, I've watched Survivor more. I know what a hidden immunity is. <laughs> I feel like if I was on Survivor, I would either get eliminated first or I would go on to be like top three because I would be like a fan favorite for being so goddamn stupid. I feel like you would go on, be eliminated first episode, but then get like a following in the fandom where people were like, Claire was there for one episode, but her impact. And then like three seasons later, they would really, bring you really back on. Like iconic. Episode one, and that would be like Always. my thing. <laughs> yeah, and then three seasons later, you come back on and you and win. win the whole thing. Yeah, you're like, I'm here to win. Similar <laughs> to Trixie Mattel, season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race, and then she came back to win All Stars three. Anyone familiar? No, I'm straight. Nick, you should so, dabble in the gay life. We're losing a lot of lesbians. I'm really glad that. White dreads quit because she has a temper. So stupid. And yeah. Um, what else? That's all. Sarah. Sarah got eliminated. Thank God. Now we just need Tony and the trifecta. Who do you think? Who complete. is your top three? Who do you think is going to be in the top three? Because I have an answer. Because <laughs> I have an answer. Shut the fuck up. I think the top three will be Spencer, Trish, and LJ, horse trainer. I could I see think... that. LJ, that's the one I, that, that's the one I'm shaky on. Trish and Spencer, I I could just Who's totally the see other that the other guy that looks exactly like LJ? Is it Dustin? Jeremiah. Same goddamn name. They <laughs> are the same person in my world. I don't give a shit. Could LJ and Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Same person. They just they just need to hook up. Everyone on the show needs to fuck. My top three. If you and I went on, we would be trying to coordinate like the <laughs> camp orgy. I would be blowing everyone in the woods Literally. for immunity. I Literally, like, I'm such a I slut. Would be, I would be like, I'd be like I'd be like, I'm literally just here to suck dick in the jungle. I don't care about the money. Like, I'm, like, I'm here to suck dick. And Jeremiah, swallow. we should have we should talk in private. I'm just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and I'm like, so am I safe at tribal council? <laughs> And I'm like, LJ, we got to talk. <laughs> I'm like, LJ, want to go for a walk? He's like, Nick, please. I'm so sore. I'm like, come for your walk. <laughs> it would get down to the final three. And I'd be like, I think I should be the sole survivor because I have so much come inside me. 
I'm like, I have all of your DNA and I'm going to make a super survivor baby. Oh my God. I would announce that I was pregnant with one of their babies and be like, I need this million dollars. And they'd be like, she's messy. I like her. (laughs) I would, I would make up some story about like a family member being on their deathbed. I'd be like, I could really use that money. (laughs) My top three. Yes. Unfortunately, I think Tony, Spencer, and I kind of think either like Natasha or, or Tasha or like Jeffra. They've been this is Tosh. That was Tasha. Trish and Tasha are like the same name. So that's mm. too much for me too. Uh, <laughs> LJ, Jeremiah, Trish, and Tasha. They're all one person. <laughs> they are one four-headed beast. Jeffra, Allison, and Morgan were all the same person in my head for a long time. I literally could not remember Allison's name and I've already forgot it again. So yeah, who is she? To the (laughs) it's Allison Mack. It's Allison Mack. I want. We should have a Nexium. Oh my god, Survivor Survivor Nexium edition. Whoa, Nexium kind of was Survivor. It's just Keith. Everyone's like, Keith, can we have some rice? And he's like, No, you're strong. (laughs) All the challenges with midnight volleyball. Keith, like like, imagine you're eating rice, and they're like, That's not how it works. He would. That's the thing, though. If oh fuck Keith, he would have been voted out first. Everyone would have seen through his bullshit and would have been like, "No, the weirdo who keeps telling us to imagine <laughs> eating rice and to play midnight volleyball, go home." And he would have been like, "They just weren't ready." I would still try to blow him. <laughs> I still think that Tosh or um, <laughs> You're like, I'm sucking dick for me. <laughs> If I was a I'm creator a on Survivor, um, I think it's going to be, I think Spencer and Tony are going to the end, unfortunately, even though they both really bug me. I think Tony's going to bite himself in the ass. I hope he I think, does. I, I think Tony is a two, I think Tony's really two-faced, and I think that's going to bite him in the ass. Yeah. If, if Tony gets to the final three, I He's not going to win. He's not going to win. Everyone would be like, no. But, he reminds me a lot. He reminds me a lot of Russell from yeah. Heroes versus Villains. Yeah. I think Tosh or Jeffra, like, are. I mean, I arguably like Tosh more, but they've both yeah. been so. For the most quiet. part, I like her. Tosh or Tosh. Jeffra. Yeah, Tosh. same. Yeah, Jeffra, yeah. I don't care about, but I could see her going to the end because they're both being quiet and playing a relatively safe game. And Tosh has. I mean, I've only seen her at one challenge. She's um, done well though, and she and she she was second. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited to, I think we can finish the season by next week. I mean, I could finish it like by tomorrow. (laughs) What? What is wrong with me? No, I think we can definitely finish it by next week. Um, (laughs) That's the weirdest thing. Although I really want to try it. Dude, I'm so excited to record in person with you. I've been thinking about it nonstop. I'm like, because I feel like we've gone to a good place, like, doing this mm-hmm. and i'm like our power when we're together when we're together yes. do you want to go to like L- yes yes what, do you want to buy a sex yes. swing with me yes do you want to go to best buy with me and buy headphones <laughs> yes i would love to that's oh your God, christmas yes. present it's spending quality time with me my love language is hey do you want to go to best buy with me <laughs> Like, I love Best Buy. Weirdly, like, 
Caucasian and heterosexual things that I'm into. Best Buy and Survivor, definitely up there. That stays outside of the barn. That's in the pasture. <laughs> my my hetero pasture. <laughs> your gay barn and your hetero pasture. We've all got them. Right in. What's in your and gay barn and, and your hetero the pasture? Sun. Clary's my bisexual son. <laughs> my sexuality is so complicated that I am not in a barn or a pasture. I am in orbit. <laughs> well, I think that brings up a... That's a good segue. Into sexuality, Nick? Into our main... Mark... Mark... Milking my nipples. Can we quickly play that voice memo that I sent you of me laughing so hard that I'm like peeing myself? Not to be a narcissist. Just kidding. I sent Nick a voice memo laughing, and it is so fucking funny that I screen recorded it, and I listen to it frequently. <laughs> and here it is. Literally fucking crying. That was the most chaotic thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life. laughs like that what is wrong with me why am i like actually unhinged it started as a normal clare voice memo (laughs) and it devolved (laughs) into a banshee oh my god um holy crap oh my god uh (laughs) when i'm having a bad day i just listen to myself laughing and i'm like it'll get better (sighs) okay so the sexuality let's chat i guess I guess sexuality is probably the best like umbrella term for it, but I just had an interesting, like, I think it was it. I was driving to work and I just had this like stream of consciousness, I guess like yeah. this, this thought train that started at an interesting place and it went, uh, I don't know. I just, and I wanted to talk, I wanted to like talk about it with someone, like have a discussion because I think it'll be interesting you said to, I could take this to therapy, but I'm going to instead take it to the next best thing. One Clary Julia Smith. No, it's not something I think I need therapy with. <laughs> it's, it's, um, uh, Nick, it's a joke. I don't know what that is. I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> people aren't funny. Clary. Um, oh, right, I forgot. Yeah. Um, the homophobes were right. So is that the argument I, the homophobes make that gay people aren't funny? They're like, they're just not funny enough. And I'm like, you're not wrong. <laughs> They're like, they don't deserve rights because they're just not funny. And I'm like. And you're like, period, sis. Yeah, I was like, they ain't love no crumbs. And they're like, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, I'm a homophobe. Yes, I'm a homophobe. Yes, I'm a homosexual. We, we exist. So. <sighs> so. <laughs> this up. is kind of how it how my thoughts went okay oh, no. and feel <laughs> free to stop me abstract and feel free is... to stop me at any point and we can just like clarify okay i'm gonna just make a prediction yes there's gonna be a lot of colors and textures and adjectives <laughs> it's Nick's like scents and spices and grassy and it smells of cinnamon is that what being gay is like sandy and grassy and cinnamony not yeah. really can't <laughs> say it is um 
Okay, so this fake was, synesthesia these, poser. These were my thoughts. Um, I shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we're back with the visual comedy. God. Um, one. <laughs> I took that edible. That, that was scary. That I edible took... went straight to your brain. Did you snort it? Yeah, did you watch? I would rather gouge out my eyeballs than snort a You should put it up your nostril. No. Like lay lay it off your bed. And I'm going like to be sick. In. I could drip it in my eyes like eye drops. <laughs> hey, we'll guys, welcome back to my channel. Episode. Have you ever Tincture hit your packs through your nose? No. Do it. It's fun. Really? Yeah, just like lightly. Don't take a fat rip. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it kind of kind of clears things out a little bit. <laughs> you know? Fuck your neti pot. Get a pass. Wait, what if that's the cure to COVID is smoking? It like kills the virus. You sound like someone who belongs at Oregon Country Fair. You're like, the virus isn't real, man. Just smoke <laughs> some ganja. That'll cure Guys, it. Have people tried weed as a solution to coronavirus? Where's my Nobel Prize? Um... This is actually the ceremony. You've been crowned the Nobel King. <laughs> it's I, King Nobel. Um, <laughs> I, I okay. was thinking about bigotry and where it stems from. All right. And like, why, why are people bigoted? Like, where does that come from? And What's the I was thinking about like the homophobic people I've known in my life like personally and i was just thinking about like what kind of brought them to that point where they had at the core of it i feel like it's like a severe lack of empathy yes um i mean, think that's the main issue i'm sorry but something then I was about like, the homophobic people i've known in my life personally personally <laughs> as opposed to that there I there are places <laughs> i remember <laughs> There are homophobes I remember. What are you singing? All my life, I love them all. The Beatles song? What's it? I'm sorry. No. Are you not not a Beatles gal? I'm not, unfortunately. That's fine. John Lennon beat his wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) People always say that. You're like, yeah, I like the Beatles. And they're like, John Lennon beat his wife. And it's like, okay, did you get off on telling me that? Like. I'm like, yeah, and Chris Brown still has a platform. Let's work on the ones that are living, perhaps. And I'm like, and Trump is president. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's focus on the abusers that are currently alive, perhaps. That's a great answer, actually. If someone ever said John Lennon beat his wife, I'd be like, and Trump was president. You win some, you lose some. So thinking about the homophobes I know personally yep. on my pasture. And I... <laughs> Realized that then I reflected on my own bigotries and Mm. which is obviously, obviously it's really uncomfortable to do that because no one wants to think of themselves as a bigot or a racist or anything. You know, I think most people would not consider themselves that correct. Even if, even if they totally are. And so I reflected on my own bigotries and my own prejudices. Everyone I, loves to say like, well, I'm not racist, but fill in the blank with some racist statement. With racism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not racist, but I'm going to be for the next 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, and yes. <laughs> so I was just thinking about my own bigotries and I don't 
there isn't really a point to getting into like the specifics of them, but I was thinking about like the root of them, like how did it start? And I remembered one specific incident. It was because of someone I knew when I was like six or seven who was really, really mean to me. And I realized that I had taken that experience with that person who belonged to a minority group and I extrapolated it to everyone in that minority group. Just do it. I'm. So, it's going to explode. <laughs> we'll go to the sink then. <laughs> I'm wait, I'm always waiting for you to respond. <laughs> Repeat yourself, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that someone did something fucked up to you. Yeah, like everything I just said. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your and point. I realized that I... Well, no, I just said I realized that I extrapolated it to kind of that whole minority group... And I didn't realize I'd done that until, I don't know, in the past like three or four years where I made the connection to, oh, this kid, Spencer, was really mean to me at soccer camp when I was six or seven. And so he belonged all Mormons to Mormons were awful. And he belonged to a certain group, Mormons. And I then was like, oh, all Mormons are bad. And Mormons is uh, not the actual group. But, you know, so I I thought about, okay, I wonder how I can correlate my experience with that and how that was the root of my bigotry. How do I correlate that with homophobes? Like, where does their homophobia, where does their homophobia come from if it follows a somewhat similar trajectory to the one that I just kind of analyzed on my own for myself? And then I thought about how we raise boys how we raise boys and how that affects not only boys, but girls and kind of just patriarchy in general, but how we raise boys in a very specific way where I might, this might be a controversial thing. I feel like growing up, I feel like boys get raised. I feel like there are less options for how a boy can be to still be a quote unquote acceptable boy. I feel like that is a much narrower lane than girls growing up. I feel like girls have a bit more options on what type of girl they can be when they're growing up. You know, you can kind of have like the princess girl or the sporty girl or the the horse girl or the, which you shouldn't choose or the, the, the art girl, like things like that. And I'm I'm talking like six and seven year olds. I'm talking like pretty young. I know. Um, you're, I get what you're saying. And yes, I, I do agree with what you're saying. I've never thought about it like that, but yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of realizing that as I'm speaking right now, but I thought about how the lane is pretty narrow for boys. And in that lane is so much just inherent, inherent subconscious, really under the radar sexism and how boys are, not only taught to think about women, but how they're taught to think of themselves as what it means to be a man and how that's rooted in a very sexist binary way. And then I was like, Oh, well being gay is jumping out of that lane to a, to a degree for sure. Yeah. And it's going against a lot of gender norms. And then I was like, I was like, oh, okay, homophobia is at the heart of it, just rooted in sexism. 
because they see a boy. Whoa. They see a boy leaving their lane, the the normal cis hetero lane that boys are taught to be, and they're sharing some space with the path that we prescribe to girls. And if boys are taught to think a certain way about girls, and then they see uh, another guy share part of the lane with uh, the women's path, they're going to then associate that man in a more feminine way. And there's nothing worse than being a girl. So I thought about that as I drove to work yesterday. (laughs) And you got to pay less and then looked at that horse sweater and was like, what does it all mean? And I was was like, this horse sweater said gay rights. You're like, the girl horses have it harder. The girl and the gay horses. Nope. Horsers. The idea, I just the said idea, horsers. The idea of us doing a live show and we're wearing those sweaters. Oh. And we gallop on stage. We do it for the girls and the gays and that's it. And the horses. Yeah. Bring your horse. Oh my God. We could have a bring your own horse. Like a rodeo type of show. We should do. Oh, that'd be fun. Should we get into <gasps> rodeo? A vegan rodeo? We should start our own marijuana company. Nick, Brain we have Cell a... Girl branded edibles. Whoa. Untapped market for like, n- not the marijuana industry. <laughs> not the cannabis <laughs> industry. Nope. <laughs> I meant. Guys, have you heard ca- about marijuana? <laughs> have you heard about that? I learned about it this morning. What is this? I, I want to get back to what you were saying. But what other podcast has their own brand of weed? What's whiter? What is what is worse than being two fucking white people capitalizing off of weed? Yeah, that too. Oh. I feel like white people shouldn't be allowed to profit off of weed until everyone is White out people of shouldn't be allowed to have a profit. podcast or a marijuana business, but I think we would cancel it out if we did both. That's you're so right. <laughs> Therefore, from that point forward, if we ever did anything problematic, it immediately wouldn't count. Uncut, Nick. Um <laughs> Girl. Okay, so, yes. Back to the topic. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? I mean, that was like... That that was my train of thought. And I wanted to share it with you, and I thought we would have a cool discussion about it. That's... No, that's super interesting. I'm trying to figure out a way to respond to this. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> we can figure out the response together. I mean, I'm still thinking about it. Like, I don't know. Don't worry about making it sound a certain way no i agree i just haven't ever like thought about that really truly Mm -hmm. and honestly did you see um i mean speaking of the patriarchy and like why women have it harder (laughs) um not mm -hmm. harder but like why it sucks to be a girl i've been seeing a lot of tiktoks where, where i get my news um about the concept of i don't wear makeup for men i wear makeup for myself is like inherently rooted in the patriarchy and like deep down you are doing it for men and i'm not gonna do a good job articulating why that is but go to glamdemon2004.com because she can tell you did you see that tiktok not dot com but tiktok um did you see her tiktok about it no i'm not um it, it it's it sounds somewhat familiar a lot of people um, have been talking about that lately and how, like, beauty standards are heavily rooted in pedophilia and... I've read about that. That's it's, so fucked up and interesting. The idea that women can so have obvious. body... It's so obvious. 
the the idea that women can't have body hair because of pet of pedophilia. I'm like, fuck, yeah. Women can't have body hair, and okay, the, I think what Glam Demon was getting at was, and like, they're expected to be taken care of by men. Mm-hmm. So the, there's there's a inherent like fraternal. Yeah, thing. I don't remember if this is what she said, but this is kind of how I took it and ran with it. That, in my experience, when I have every day of my life worn makeup and shaved and done my hair and whatever. And then I receive praise and feedback. I mean, someone tells me I'm pretty or like, I mean, obviously there's the negative side of it. Like I don't like being catcalled and I don't like attention from strange men. And like when that happens, I'm like, I am going to tear out my eyelashes and never wear makeup again. Like, fuck you. I don't want to be looked at, but there's obviously like the other side of it where I get the attention that I want. I get the, for my appearance. Mm-hmm. And then that makes it so that when I do makeup for myself, quote unquote, I'm doing it because of the positive reinforcement I received the time before. So therefore it like makes me feel good about myself when I wear it. Does that make sense? Is that like an okay way of yes. explaining it? Yeah. And that's such an interesting way of looking at it because if, if women had never been, Societal, societally <laughs> pressured into wearing makeup and looking a if certain we were way. In a, if we were in a matriarchy. Women wouldn't be wearing makeup and they wouldn't be shaving. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I also, yeah. oh, I saw a really I do, interesting I TikTok. do want to, I'm sorry. I agree with, I agree with that last point that, you know, if it was a matriarchy, not a patriarchy, women probably wouldn't be wearing makeup and they probably wouldn't be shaving. I do. I do agree with that. I also don't think that means that wearing makeup because it makes you feel good knowing that you are attractive or fulfilling a a beauty standard. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's an inherently bad thing or wrong thing or something women should feel. I don't think it's something, something women should feel guilty about. No, I don't. I don't think, I don't think women should like put makeup on and be like, I'm fulfilling the patriarchy. (laughs) You know, I I think that's kind of a weird feminist guilt and it's interesting to talk about Mm. in a more, it's interesting to talk about in a more like abstracty philosophical way, but it's not in a practical sense. They're so like, they're obviously way bigger fish to fry than like women feeling guilt for wanting to look nice because that's what the patriarchy wants. Something else interesting I saw. Every day I wake up, I look ugly as fuck to fight the patriarchy. (laughs) Every day I shit and I wipe with two pieces of toilet paper and I say I'm doing it to fight the patriarchy. Good God. Um, Hold on. I need to remember what this TikTok was because it was interesting. Okay. Back to the way that we raise boys and girls. Mm Mm-hmm. I saw an interesting TikTok, again, my only source of news and my o- the only media I consume these days, um, where she was saying that, okay, when we want to play with gender and experiment with, like, how we express ourselves on this spectrum, I think I know when, okay, when men... When cis men want to experiment with gender and start doing more traditionally girly things, they're putting something on. They're putting on makeup. They're, like, adding 
to themselves. If they're wanting to much. like play with gender expression. Yes. And when women oh, do it, when women this is are not what I, this is not where I thought this was going. When oh, women fuck. play with gender expression the other way, they're just existing in their natural state with body hair, with no makeup. So it's interest it's just weird that we've created these societal standards that to be a woman you have to shave and put on makeup and when you exist in your natural state then you're suddenly playing with an interesting like gender binary isn't that fascinating and i never thought of it i never thought about that. that if a man wants to be more like a woman he has to put things on and hide himself mm-hmm. and women if women want to present more like a man they have to take things away and be more themselves oh that's so interesting it's gender's all fake it's so weird because like that's so interesting i feel like as we as a society talk more about gender and the fact that it's fake and everything is a spectrum and everything in the world is fake and we're all just little human beings we're just on this big rock in space i've i mean i've thought about like gender and what pronouns (laughs) i feel like i you know what i mean i mean i've like Clary said i've thought about gender shut up sorry i mean i've thought about and i've been like like do i identify as a woman is that you've reflected on your own gender expression and stuff yeah yes see i don't articulate well it's why i need you here and (laughs) I fully get what you mean. I do. I'm, as of right now, I am a cis woman. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have any, I feel like that's exactly who I am. You're comfortable. Comfortable yeah. is what I'm looking for. I'm fully comfortable with that. You're comfortable fulfilling, like. But it's interesting thinking of, like, if I hadn't, I don't, it's just interesting thinking about, like, if I'd, like, done other things differently in my life, like, maybe that wouldn't be where I'm at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. hadn't been so desperate to appeal to the like pedophilic, why can I not talk? I need, I need to stop talking good. for a moment. If I hadn't been so desperate to like look like a child when I was 15, so men would want to fuck <laughs> me, like maybe I would have a deeper gender <laughs> connection with myself. I don't know. You know what I mean? No, I do. And part of my. I don't know how to word it. My, I don't know how to word it either, baby. My homosexual journey. (laughs) (laughs) Your journey to the barn. My homosexual odyssey to the barn. Oh Um, my. My homosexual odyssey. (laughs) Episode title. Um, When I just thought about, you know, coming to the realization that I'm gay, blah, blah, blah. I, Realized that one of the first like pit stops I made on that journey was actually questioning my gender. Yeah. Rather than my sexuality. What was that like? I'm curious. Well, because I wasn't confused about my sexuality. I knew I was attracted to men and I knew I wasn't attracted to women. So I knew that 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 wasn't um, (laughs) that wasn't a question I had. Um. I I didn't wonder who I was attracted to or anything like that. That wasn't a question, but I was wondering like, 
well, does that make me a girl? Does being attracted to guys make me a girl? Am I like, am I actually a girl on the, on the inside quote unquote Mm -hmm. was how I thought about it. And that once again, goes back to the lanes where. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like my first thought was, okay, well, if I'm doing this one thing that's in women's lanes and not in boys lanes, then I guess I'm fully in their lane because I didn't see a lane for me. That's so interesting. When in reality, it really should only be one lane. Yeah. It's your own individual personal lane and it. There should be 7 billion lanes. And that's why I think. And there are. We're just, uh, we've all been shoved into other lanes. You know what I mean? We've all been shoved into one of two, even though everyone's gender and sexuality is slightly different. Fully. And I. That's why labels are so hard. That's the thing. So, like, I say I'm gay. I say I'm a homosexual. Whatever. Like, because, because probably technically, probably technically, I'm not gay. I'm probably not 100% homosexual. Yeah. In reality. So I guess technically I'm bisexual, but that word doesn't fit the way I've lived my life and the it's people so... I've been with and the people I've been attracted to. So, like, even though technically I might be bisexual. I'm still going to say that I'm gay because that makes the most sense given reality, given like how people perceive me and how I express myself and who I'm with and who I live my life and uh, how I live my life. It's so in crazy a very gay way. When you, th- <laughs> you all saw that all our Patreon saw me unboxing that Taylor Swift vinyl. <laughs> it's so crazy. The way that language influences gender and sexuality so heavily. Because, like, I mean, this might need to be cut, but I feel like, yeah, obviously, people of all genders have always existed. The conversation is just, mm-hmm. like, way more open now than it ever was, I think. I mean, at Transgender least from- people have been around forever. Yeah. I was talking more about, like, non-binary people. And, not, and non-binary Which, people have been around forever as well, yeah. I know, but I'm saying the conversation hasn't been as open. No, like, I, I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just adding on to the first thing you said. Yeah. You're just having a conversation? so much I'm like Chloe this is how two people talk to each other and you're like I don't like (laughs) similar to what I was saying last time about how like your degree is just a piece of paper like I mean yeah I guess technically it is like your gender and your pronouns are just words like everything we do is can be dumbed down words are just sounds we make with our throat isn't that disgusting like when you like, you know, you know, when you hear a word too many times and it stops sounding like a word and it starts sounding like a sound. Yes. You can That's do that everything. with any word. Mm-hmm. You can do that with any word. It is like literally language is your brain tricking, tricking yourself into translating sounds into meaning. That's all it is. Like literally what you and I are doing, what we're trying to make our fucking career with is us just making a bunch of sounds. And we are literally sitting here it, being like, oh, then, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's we all, might as well that's, be. That's all an alien would hear. And then the computer takes it and makes it into ones and zeros. And then somehow it gets off your phone and then it hits your eardrum. And then your brain goes click, click, click. Like your brain is the fastest Google translate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally, which is, it's one of those things. Like when you think about it too much, I'm like, we just take everything in this godforsaken world way too fucking seriously. Because or we try to, like, I, I think we also we try to make sense of things too much 
And then we become homophobic and then we raise our children in weird fucked up ways in these two separate lanes. Yeah. Because I I think it all, a lot of it boils down to language and the way we communicate. Like, Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't need to be that complicated. Truly. Yeah. I do want to say. And if we don't all die from global warming in 10 years, hopefully one day we could all advance to where like we don't have to read articles that say we lost another lesbian because someone comes out as trans, yeah. perhaps. Oh my god! Like what but a also, waste of time. I also want to say, like, <laughs> like this podcast we, isn't a waste of time. Goddamn. <laughs> I do want to say that, like, might cut this. Um, the I feel like if we put less emphasis on gender roles in these lanes and like labels, even if we just like didn't let people's genitals define the type of life they're going to lead, which it's so, when you think about it, like that's what it is. Like, (laughs) like I feel like if we just let people live how they want to live, despite what we initially assumed about them, we would probably end up with people who are more comfortable with like he, him pronouns or whatever, or like we'd probably end up with people who are just more comfortable, like being like, yeah, I'm a man and I wear skirts and I do thing. And I like, and I love to kayak ha- and, and we're like, have, great. And I have for sex you. with, and I have sex with men and I'm like feminine in these ways, masculine in these ways. And like, not even think about and it. I as love feminine. to kayak and not even think about it as feminine and masculine. The only reason kayaking is masculine and feminine is, and skirts are feminine is because we said they are. It's just because we said they were. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like I want to. I want to start painting my nails. Do it. But then I. Th- but then I think about. But then I'm like, oh well. Then people are like. Then I just think about like expressing that and like how other people are going to read that, and then I'm like, oh well, I don't want other people to see me that way, which sucks. It's like, it's so shitty. But, yeah, it does. Like I'm like for a little while, I stopped shaving. Uh huh. I remember. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And I like don't. Well, okay. I stopped shaving twice in my life. Mm-hmm. And and I've never been the kind of person that like has to shave every single day. Like I get really bad razor burn. So like I can't or I would bleed everywhere. So like You're I. You're also doing your laser. He, that's separate from that. But like. Yeah. So I've always like shaved when I was going to like wear a skirt. But like. If I wore a skirt on a day that I, like, had stubble on my legs, it wasn't the end of the world. I didn't really care. And I never, like, even in high school and in the midst of it, when people were like, oh, no, I have one leg hair. I must shave it. Like, I was always I must look like, like child for society. I was always just, like, honestly too lazy. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> but. So I said fuck gender roles. Less gender roles, more pizza rolls. I never fucking said that. I'd like to come on here publicly you, and say that I, I would know, never know, say know, shit like that. I only said that because I knew it would piss you off. More pizza rules. Um, in 2017, I... Dan, I'm having some of your M&Ms. Thank you. <laughs> I had my first very intense crush infatuation with a woman. and What? 2015, you said? 2017. I mean, I had like little like. Yes, this is what I want to talk about with you. I want to hear okay. about your like journey I'm to really, bisexuality. I'm really private about it. No, I know that. I I don't know about it. Um, 
You were really private about it every episode. You're like, I'm such a goddamn lesbian. <laughs> I know, because I like I can make jokes about it, but like talking about it seriously is a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you're familiar with that. You're like, are you um, familiar with hating yourself based on your sexuality? I'm like, no, what's that like? <laughs> I, okay. I've always been like, as soon as I was like a teenager, I was fairly sexual. As we all know, I, as you know about the hot tub masturbation, which I will not be disclosing on this podcast. <laughs> um, you can let your mind wander. Um, yeah. And I was comfortable talking about it with female friends and whatever, but I was always like, no, I'm straight. I'm very, very straight until I discovered lesbian porn. And then I was like, oh. hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And wiener in porn still doesn't do it for me. I just, I, I, like, I, like straight, like you don't like straight porn? No, dear God, no. I am, I hate using these terms, but I feel like demi romantic. Is that what they say? That I like, I have trouble wanting. It's not that I need to form a I connection. I think you mean de- demisexual. I don't know. I'm for me. Was was the word you were looking for? Yes, but yeah. for me, I. It's not that I need to form an emotional connection. I just need to like see you in the flesh. I don't get like obsessed with celebrities. I I never watched porn and was like, "Fuck that dude's so hot!" Oh my god, hard eyes. And even with, like, lesbian porn, I was like, that was fun. All right. Or, <laughs> like, I don't. Or with woo. I, yeah, I mean, like, I say it about celebrities, but I don't actually mean it. I literally don't give a shit. Hmm. So. But you, but, and you do or you don't with women? I don't with either. I, like, genuinely don't care when I say I want Nicole okay. Kidman to rail me. I don't, I'm not actually that invested. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you watch, so what did you get out of lesbian porn if you weren't into them? I think it was hot that it was, like, similar to me. I felt like we were experiencing... I don't know how to explain... I really don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how... I really don't know how to explain it. Whoa. We can tap back on that later. Well, no, keep thinking about it. I don't have an answer. I don't really like porn, <laughs> to be fair. So, when you watched lesbian porn, were you, like, initially... Was it because it was about the woman? so it was it, was it more so was it less like oh it's two women and was it more oh the focus could be on the woman yes and i think if we're talking about specific porn it's that <laughs> name porn stars you think i know a porn star i don't uh, john dick that's got to be one probably john deere i bet that's a porn star um <laughs> He just like fucks tractors, um, or deer. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's I am just porn in general. I can't deal with any level of acting. I like it when it's there's no talking. I don't. I just can't when there's too much. When it feels like I'm watching improv, I can't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of porn. So like, I guess I just don't really like porn. But I did find lesbian porn enjoyable. I guess that's the best way, but I wouldn't choose it. Do you watch porn when you masturbate? No. So it's all mental? Yeah. Wow. I'm just picturing unicorns jumping over rainbows. <laughs> I can't I can't really masturbate without some sort of visual element. Like I can, but it isn't ideal, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Although my psychiatrist literally recommended I like 
stop looking at porn and try masturbating without it. With your own brain. Listen to this podcast. Yeah. That's a fun element. No, he literally, he like, he read one of my scripts um, and he's like, you're a very like visual, imaginative person, like try masturbating without porn. And I was like, okay. Okay. But I, oh God, where am I even going with this goddamn story? I, okay. 2016. Connor and I were still dating and we were in a play together. I, this all might have to get cut. I haven't decided yet. Um, but this you have until Thursday at 9 PM. Um, but there was a woman in the show who I just like became infatuated with. Mm-hmm. And I would talk about her constantly and stalk her Facebook and just like be like, Oh, Deborah, mm-hmm. <laughs> goddamn. Mm-hmm. And one day, Connor and I were hanging out, and I was talking about her, and just like, oh my god, she's so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, are you like into her? And I was just like, I don't know. The answer is yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. The answer is strong yes. Um, so, okay, the next summer, oh god, am I gonna, am I gonna get into it? I don't know. I did another show, and there was never a girl heard the in story. It. I'm excited. She was. No one knew her. She was new. And she came in new with big lesbian energy. Just immediately. Mm. She was like, hi, nice to meet you. My name is Daisy and I am gay. She would practically wear a name tag that was like, hello, I am lesbian. <laughs> Me showing up to Chapman. <laughs> uh, why did I name her Daisy? I don't know. What's her name? Because I'm Jay Gatsby. Was her name Daisy? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, goddamn. So I become infatuated with this person and everyone else in the fucking cast does as well. Everyone wants to fuck her. Everyone wants to be her best friend. And I had big old hard eyes for her. She had a girlfriend at the time. Boo. (laughs) I know. Boo, Uh, lesbians. (laughs) And she... We are, we're, we're talking about sexuality and she's guessing people's sexuality for whatever reason. And one girl is like, what do you think I am? And she goes, mm, I don't know. Like you, I th- are you bi? And she was like, yeah, like, how'd you guess? And then she was like, I don't know. You just look like it. And then me, I'm like, well, what do I look like? And she says, you look like trouble. And in that moment I was like, oh, I'm in love. That's hot. It was so fucking That's hot. That's real hot. It, it is something that I remember that, like... What a great response. What do I look like? You look like trouble. The world around me, like, crumbled, and I was like, oh, my God. It was one of those, like, I feel feelings for this person now. Yeah. Similar Blackbird started playing. <laughs> she whipped out her acoustic guitar and started playing Blackbird! So I spent the rest of the summer being infatuated with her. She mm. would drunk text me and mm. was insanely flirtatious and... To be fair, took advantage a little bit of the fact that I was, like, uncomfortable with my sexuality and, like, just a baby. Naive. Yeah. But truly so naive. Yeah. Um, we had a steamy almost kiss, and I was devastated. The show was over, and I was so fucking, like, confused and heartbroken and just... I felt like I, like, got let on. Whatever. You're familiar with mm-hmm. this. Claire's like, you know. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> but during the course of this show, 
I stopped shaving because she didn't shave and I knew that she liked that and I like wanted to impress her in some way and it was it wasn't doing anything for me and it ended up being such a pain in the ass because all my costumes like you could see and then I was like oh fuck everyone can see my armpit hair it was a whole thing and it was yeah I wasn't doing it for myself I was doing it to impress someone else so mm-hmm. what two years later I when while I was dating Ryan I stopped shaving again for a little bit and I was like, it's for me. Like, uh, no, he didn't care. Of course. He's a fucking angel. And uh, honestly, I shaved again because I looked at, (laughs) this is so gross. The way that armpit hair grows, it's either like the really soft, straight armpit hair or like the curly mountain of armpit pubes. I -hmm. have the second shockingly. And I was like, "Mm, I don't like that. So I shaved it. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I get that. And then I was like, well, is it the patriarchy? Is that the reason I shaved it? The rest of the story, I don't want in this. The, a year later, we hooked up. And it was, <laughs> we it was, like, it's something I, like, think about as just, like, a really special, wonderful memory. But that's neither here nor there. That sounds pretty here. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound nor there. <laughs> but... But, okay. So after that moment, that moment, after that, were you like, I'm bisexual? Like, were you comfortable calling yourself that? Did you? In did 2017. Like right yeah. After that show closed and we shared our almost kiss and I was like crying at Banana Republic the next day because I was <laughs> so overwhelmed with my own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was like, Clara, you need to fold some shirts. And I'm like, but I'm bisexual. Um, I became pretty comfortable with it, like immediately with most people. I'm still really uncomfortable talking about it with others. Mm -hmm. Like people my age, peers, I feel okay talking about it. But like, even with my parents and like older people, I don't, I don't want to come out to people. I don't feel like I need to at this point, especially because like for most that older crowd would I think most of their responses would be like, but you're in a relationship with a man. And I would be like, mm-hmm. I didn't really need to come out anyway. You know what I mean? I feel like. So is that what you're worried about? If you were to come out, them questioning the validity of it since you're in a. Yes, because I question the validity of it every goddamn day. Okay. So since you've questioned it, you're like projecting it onto them that you think yes. they will too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before Ryan and I started dating, I was going on dates or not dates, but I was like talking to girls and like went on a date, a couple of dates and Mm -hmm. was like feeling more comfortable with that. And then I went out with Ryan and I was like, Oh, love you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Okay. Now at this point, I, I don't know. I feel like it is a part of me, but at the same time, I don't know why it matters. I don't know if anything I've said in the last 30 minutes has made any sense. I, I, yeah. I mean, do you, do you feel like being bisexual affects your sex life at all? Hmm. Like how does it, does it inform your sexuality when you're with a guy? It, okay. It makes me grossed out by anyone who has any, like if I were to, I mean, obviously this isn't an issue because I'm like married, but if I was single right now and I was to hook up with a guy who was like expressing a lot of like biphobia or like thought it was gross, that would turn me off. But it doesn't, yeah. 
for me, it's so subjective to the person. That's the thing that's always been like, that's why I've dated some weird looking motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. What, what's, what's subjective? Who I'm attracted to. Maybe that's the wrong word, oh, uh-huh. but it's just like, there's not really, I don't have like a type. There's not a rhyme or reason to the people I'm attracted to. And there's not really a good, like, I didn't follow. You can't like apply a formula there's, to it. No, not at all. It's just yeah. like, if I click with someone, if they make me laugh, if they tell me I look like trouble, I, that, that's what does it for me. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, the, I feel, I feel kind of the opposite. I feel like every guy that I've had like an actual crush on, there have been men, I am, able to draw many similarities between like all of them even physically to an extent that's crazy and that's the weird thing too is that the connections i have with people are also like everyone i've ever hooked up with have been very very different Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just so crazy (laughs) well when i um but i guess that's what makes sorry i just made a connection i think that's what makes me cling to this piece of like my identity being the fact that i'm bisexual because I'm like, it's something that is unique about me because I think it like is a part of how I make connections because the connections I make are always so different whether or not they're sexual. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the way that I connect with people. That's really interesting. Uh, yeah. That's By scissoring a, on the first day. That's a good way of putting it. Um, I don't handshake. I skizzer. Shut up. I can't wait to scissor you when I'm there in two weeks. 20 um, milligram scissor fest. Ah! Oh, oh, I can't. We're going to take 20 milligrams and <laughs> I'm going to show you my dick and we're going to film. We're going to record it. I have oh no God. interest in seeing penises or I have no interest in seeing. Besides genitals. No, yeah. Besides Nick's. I don't. I have friends that may perhaps be cis gay males. And when they they're really him, into cock. Yes, that yeah. show me pictures, and I'm like, I nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, like, I seeing I it in action can make me a little horny, but like, goddamn, I do wonder where that difference comes from because I feel like most guys, like most gay guys, are really into dick. <laughs> you know, well, an interesting conversation I had with Dan, um, a month or two ago was um i had recently seen kyle like three days in a row um and it was the longest amount of time i'd been around him for like a consecutive days or whatever since high school and and i had like some things come up like i had a few feelings kind of resurface i guess and I talked about it with Dan afterwards and I was like, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like it's the first time I've been around him since high school. And there were, there were things I'd forgotten about him. Like there were things I was attracted to about him that I'd forgotten about, like kind of small details. Like, so there were just things about him that I remembered I was attracted to. Like a small thing is like at the end of his sentences, his voice kind of gets quiet. Like it kind of like dips off a little bit. And I was like, oh, God. And, I, and like after I was around him, like I started noticing it and I was like, oh, yeah, that was a thing that is a, is a tiny thing that like added up. I'm like, it's speak like, the fuck like up, that. Kyle. 
<laughs> you're like, I need to hear you. Um, I'm like, Kyle, um, the whole show you've been dropping, you're the last part of all of your lines. I need you to not do that. That's a really modern way of speaking, and I need you to bring it up. Bring it up on the last line. I'm directing him in a high school play there. Thank you. <laughs> so things like that. And then I... Was I was talking to Dan and I'm like, yeah, I'm worried. I'm like, I'm worried that I like have feelings for him again. And Dan, Dan was really wise all of a sudden. I wasn't actually worried that I was getting feelings for him again. Um, but I was surprised that things resurfaced kind of the way they did. Because like I said in episode 12, I'm really past it and it doesn't take up that much real estate in my brain. But I was talking to Dan about it and Dan said... Dan was like, yeah, I think honestly, some feelings to an extent never really go away. And then I was talking about how other crushes of other crushes I've had. I'm thinking of one specifically where the guy was the guy I was into kind of reminded me of Kyle a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, am I like, am I just going to be into Kyle for my entire life? And I'm just going to be like looking for guys that remind me of him. Is that my fate? <laughs> and and then Dan was like. I don't think you're attracted to guys that are like Kyle. I think Kyle had certain qualities that you were attracted to and you look for those qualities. I want to be friends with Dan. Dan, I take it and back. Come knock on my door. Dan, That's Dan. not really why. That is, like, and he I was sounds like, like a good friend. Incredible friend. But yeah, I was, it was like, yeah, he just has these random moments of wisdom. And I was like, who are you? Um, he's like, I'm Keith Rainier. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought that was so height. interesting where I was like, I feel like I hear that a fair amount where people say like guys are into the same girl their whole life and like, you if know, whatever. If that's true, I'm personally offended, Ryan. Anyways, people say that and mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like what Dan said makes way more sense. You're into traits, you're into qualities, you're into aspects of people, which... What you know, Dan I, and, said and, and was... Then I, and then I talked... I talked about this in therapy where I said, like, I am trying to figure out the distinction between being attracted to traits and qualities someone has and being attracted to the whole person. Yeah. You know, what Dan said was just the like more thoughtful and articulate way of being like a football dad in a small (laughs) town being like, son, You'll always be attracted to the head cheerleader your whole life. Now go out and get her. You know what I mean? What he said was like the the nice version. Chelsea's one of a kind. Dan is my rural football coach father. He's like, son, you gotta stop. I don't want you to audition for the musical. Turn you into a woman. Get back. You are the star quarterback. <laughs> I don't know what this character is. He's like, you're giving up on your dream. And I said, no, dad, I'm giving up on yours. I'm giving up on your dream. (laughs) Um, Another thing going way back in the conversation to homophobia um, and bigotry in general. Mm -hmm. Crunch, crunch, crunch. (laughs) (laughs) While while Um, you're crunching, I am going to say that this (laughs) same energy... (laughs) As my hatred for the movie trope of the like, I taught you how to swim. Dad, you threw me in the lake and made me fend for myself. And it made you strong. 
that like why is that a moment that every father and son has in every movie ever i don't get it i fucking hate it stop writing that change it holy shit anyway we definitely need better depictions of father-son relationships in media like father-son relationships where the son comes out to the dad four separate times we it's way it's way more realistic for things like that where like you kind of talk about it a few times before we start saying it openly Nick, do you think, we need we need to do you think we need that to, Hollywood we, is just too scared we need to, to not face normalize, our reality we need to not normalize a big coming out we need to normalize people being themselves and authentic from day one people shouldn't have to come out that's true like also the 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 fact that I I will have to come out my entire life. Yeah. One of my one of my managers Ooh, the other day, one of the, my managers the other day was telling me and a coworker about the the designer shoe sale that Payless is about to have. Um, you know the designer <laughs> starting shoe tomorrow. Payless, Payless for Gucci. Um, but ah! we're having a apparently we're having a sale on designer shoes starting tomorrow. Get your ass down to Payless if you and, want those Gucci slides. And she was talking to me and a coworker about it, a coworker who I think is also gay. And she's like, yeah, and it, it combines with your discount. So you'll be getting like 55, 60% off these shoes. Like great gift for, you know, great gift for a friend or maybe a girlfriend. And me and my coworker, my, me and my gay coworker, we look at each other like, oh, she doesn't realize that we're gay. Because it's really not something I think about that much. I assume everyone I meet knows I'm gay because I'm not trying to hide it. So I just assume that people will somehow figure it out with me, which is kind of silly. But I was like, oh, she thinks I'm straight. She thinks I have a she thinks I might have a girlfriend. Nick, as I was your really girlfriend, cl- are you buying me half off Gucci shoes? And I was really close to being like, Denise, I'm so gay. <laughs> you should have. It w- but it was just it, it's weird, dude. I had a coworker the other day and like I do like her. And there's like no, no, whatever here. Yeah. But um, she has like a more alternative style. And I was talking about how I like don't really know how to like classify my style in the way that I dress. I like, I was like throwing around some buzzwords, whatever. And then she said. Wait, like what? I was saying like contemporary, but like a little bit slutty. I feel like I'm like contemporary, but crop tops. Mm Mm-hmm. I wear a lot of plaid and I wear a lot of blazers. I like to look like a professor in a porno that I would never watch. Yeah. Um, but my coworker said, you dress how I would if I was straight. And I was like, uh, and then I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, are you saying I dress straight? And she was like, well, I don't know. And like kind of backtracked. And I was like, I'm bi as hell or like said something, whatever. And, then she was like, no, I just mean, like, if I was straight. I'm always surprised by how specific some labels get because I'm like, wow, you've thought about your sexuality to that degree where you're like, well, I'm only into this one specific thing. Like and I'm like, it's always changing. And I can feel like, okay. I feel like they have one sexual experience and they base their entire sexuality off of that. They're like, I'm only into people, I'm only into Geminis, and I'm only into them for the first week. Polysexual means I'm into many astrological signs. I'm only into them during the first week of the month. 
I just feel like my sexuality is always like swinging and doing her thing to the point where like I don't even want labels at that point. But whatever. My coworker said that. And again, that was one of those moments where I like wanted to defend it so bad. I wanted to be like, I'm not. <laughs> but then at the same time, I was like, but why does it matter so much to me? Which has put me in the same place as always. And, you know, if I never answer that question, that's okay. And I can live with that. It's not, like, my great quest in life. And uh, one of these days, I'm just going to have to accept that it is important to me. And it doesn't really matter why. It's just who I am. And I can, in -hmm. the same way that, like, attractions can change, parts of me that I want to be my, like, big identifier can change as well. And that's just, like, being a human and self-expression and self-discovery. Yeah, I feel... You might, if you only know me by listening through the podcast, this might surprise you or might not sound true. I actually don't consider being gay like a big part of my personality for the most part. I think it informs aspects of my personality and it can affect other traits. But for the most part, like when I think about my personality, like only a few things I, I feel are like directly related to me being gay. But being gay isn't even one of them. Like maybe some things relate to it, but for the most part, it's not like being gay is my personality it's like no being gay is more who i am not like how high are we <laughs> not how i act i'm not that high. i am i know <laughs> oh my god okay <sighs> hi low hero hi low hero hi <clears throat> low hi my high hero. is Oh, my high. Mm, 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 mm. My high is that Nick's boss thought he was straight. <laughs> my, low... like, my high is, Nick, is Nick's boss thought he was straight. My low is Nick's boss thought he was straight. And my hero is Nick's boss for thinking he's straight. <laughs> yeah, what's your low? My low is that Dan doesn't kiss you after you blow each other. I feel like I sound like Sean Mendes right now. I'm like, yeah, baby. Like, what was your low? <laughs> You don't. The, the, vi- the vibes are like super on right now. Let's just grab that blanket, toss it my way. I'm so upset. I hated everything about that. Did that sound like Sean Mendes? I don't listen to Sean Mendes talk. <laughs> you don't. You don't watch his Netflix talk. Does he have a Netflix talk? <laughs> yeah, we should watch it. What? Oh my god, we could review it on this podcast. We could film ourselves watching it and put it on Patreon. Oh, everyone wants to see that. Oh my God, we could watch a movie with us. That's a good idea. My That'd be a fun live stream. With our two listeners? With our four patrons. Okay, my my hero, Helmstever. Mm. This is a tricky one. Tricky, tricky. Hmm. You can start and then I'll give my hero later. Okay, my high was like all just like realizing stuff. And like, Haley Jenner, pack it the fuck up. I just feel like I was like realizing a bunch of stuff this week. Um, my low was your boss thinking you're straight. <laughs> my low is that I might have COVID with the sore throat. We'll see. My hero, my hero, um, gotta be Dan for just that realizations and realizing stuff. My hero is myself for loving myself no matter whom I love and always discovering more and more about my identity. I'm my own hero. My other hero is my past. 
I love how we've progressively like gotten slower at speaking. <laughs> this- By the end, we're like, hi. <laughs> it like literally starts lodge. out and we're like, hey, what's up, everybody? And by the end, we're like, ah, Agent Cooper, I will see you again in 25 years. It's so interesting how they do that. Remember when we argued about that and we were literally saying the same thing? I think about that frequently. I feel like at least half of our arguments were literally on the same side, (laughs) but we were both just bad at expressing our thoughts. Chloe, when I tell you, sometimes I'll just think about some dumb arguments that you and I have had, and I will just cry laughing. I'm like, why were we both so stubborn about something that didn't matter? I was like, why (laughs) did we go to bed in Joshua Tree so angry at each other? Like an angry couple. We were like, good night. And we're like, (laughs) back to back. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like... (laughs) What if you were a centaur? (laughs) My question is, I don't remember the answer to this because I was pretty intoxicated. Mm. I. (laughs) You were so mean to me when we were driving back from Nazma's house on my birthday. (laughs) You were stressing me out. I wasn't stressing out. You were just stressed out. But. (laughs) You like hit the brakes on a yellow light, and I was like, "Actually, in California, you can run a yellow light as long as you're within it when it's still yellow." Blah blah, blah like being annoying, and you're just like, "I don't care about the California law. Like, I'm just trying to get us home." Okay, like I live in Oregon, and I was like, "Okay, I was just trying to share a fun fact on my birthday." But okay. <laughs> I was like, "I didn't realize we were celebrating two birthdays." <laughs> you gasped so joke. fucking hard. It was scary. I was so high. It was so scary. Oh my god. It, like genuinely I was like fuck. Genuinely I was like, like fuck. Episode title. Genuinely oh I was like fuck. Oh, we should reenact some of our fights for the Patreon. For Patreon? That'd be a lot of fun. For the patriarchy. My question is in the Joshua Tree fight, why did I start photoshopping pictures of myself? <laughs> like, what prompted that response? I was like, I'm mad. Probably. Because <laughs> you didn't like the nudes I took of you. Oh. And then you were like, you were like, I'm going to change my body digitally now <laughs> to make myself happy. <laughs> and I was like, ha um, <laughs> and then I added legs. <laughs> well, the first one that was your Twitter avatar for a while, where you looked literally like an hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> that then, is peak comedy to me. And then I was like, <laughs> "What if?" You, I was like, "What if you made yourself look like a centaur?" And I was still trying to be mad at you. I was like, I was like looking at you edit it ridiculously. And I was like, <laughs> I was like trying to be mad, but I was still laughing. And then by the end, I was like, add a second pair of legs. <laughs> and then we were talking about the fucking like animal control coming to get you <laughs> and you fighting them off. 
<laughs> you'd be like, you'll never take me. <laughs> and then you just get tackled in the desert. Oh, and then I kick the cop with my centaur legs as I fight my way out of Tony, their clutches. Tony and girl boss are coming to get you. <laughs> oh, what a weird fight. Why am I such an aggressive person? Why am I so passive? <laughs> I think that is, I think you are one of the most passive people I've ever met to the point where it, not in a bad way, but like, it's just, <laughs> you're like, you're one of the worst people I've ever met, but like not in a bad way. <laughs> I met of the people I'm close with. Like most people I know are just aggressive. I feel like, like when Laura and I fight, it is like, it is I'm, absurd. I'm, immedi- I'm immediately crying if someone fights with me. <laughs> That's some trauma I have. <laughs> For me, it's the Gemini in me. Some days I, I'm I, like, I, why I would you ever? I don't do anger. I don't do anger. I, I am very uncomfortable feeling angry. Something I'm working on in therapy. He's going like to it all like punch a me in the face. Well, like mine literally comes out. My therapist is like, ways. you should punch Clary in the face. It's, I mean, truly, I either totally back off or I'm ready to fight. It's like, I don't fight or flight. I, it depends. Either one. I don't have like one that I lean towards. I am, every time it's like I throw the dice in the air and I'm like, are we going to fight or flight today? Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm just a really well-rounded, versatile person. That's one way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another reason why I am my hero this week. <laughs> I, I hope do this just last wanna, part makes it into the episode. I do just want to reiterate that if either me or Claret or both were on Survivor, we would <laughs> always, no matter what, swallow, not spit. Unless you hadn't brushed your teeth in 30 days, like a lot of these Survivors people. And unless then I you bet had, your cum unless you had jungle, jungle chlamydia. <laughs> in which then, case, spit. But until then... All right, you guys know the drill. Me and Claret produce this thing. I do the sound mixing and editing, and music is from Anabolic Beats. Feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at BrainCellGirls. You can also visit our website at www.braincellgirls.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Curl, and you can follow Claret on Instagram at The Grease Trap Queen or on Twitter at Clar Smitty. Links are in the description. We also recently launched our Patreon, so if you want to support us and get some bonus content and ad-free episodes, feel free to click the link in the show notes and become a patron. <laughs>